Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was lying to myself I could not fathom that I would never be without your love Never imagined I'd be sitting here beside myself Cause I didn't know you, I didn't know me Cause I thought you everything I never felt The feeling that I'm feeling that I didn't hear your voice Or have your touch or kiss your lips Cause I don't have a choice But what I wouldn't give to have you lying by my side right here Cause baby the part of me it's still so hard to believe come back baby please cause we belong together who am I ever not to know you when times get rough who's gonna talk to me on the phone till I'm comes up who's gonna take my place there ain't nobody better oh baby baby we belong together Sleep at night when I'm on my mind Bound all nights on the radio Singing to me if you think you're lonely now Wait a minute, this is too deep, too deep I gotta change the station So I turn the dial Try to catch a break And then I hear baby face I only think of you With my heart And I'm trying to keep it together But I'm falling apart Feeling all I man, I'm throwing things crying Trying to figure out where the hell I went wrong The pain I reflected in this song Ain't even half of the feelings inside I need you, need you back in my life Baby, when you left I lost a part of me It's still so hard to believe Come back, baby, please Cause we belong together Who else am I gonna play on when times get rough? Who's gonna talk me on the phone till it comes up? Who's gonna take my place? Ain't nobody better Oh, baby, baby, we belong together Baby, when you left I lost a part of me It's still so hard to believe Come back, baby Cause we belong together When I believe on when times get rough Who's gonna talk to me till the song comes up Who's gonna take your place, there ain't nobody better Oh baby, baby, we belong together What is up everybody, my name is Hector Flores going through one of the most hellacious months that I have ever experienced in my life. But it was the World Cup, and it's finally over. 
But yeah, another episode of Insert Name FC. Obviously, I'm Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC. With me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Eric Robles, who's going to try not to cry like like uh, our good friend Cantor did. But oh, bro, that's gonna be hard if it's to to you know. <clears throat> God, I got choked up when I heard him scream that. You know, I got choked up when I saw the TikTok. I was like, that's that's passion, that's love right there. That's that's legit exactly what I was feeling on the inside. And of course, I mean, this is our end of year episode. You guys probably should have noticed that as you heard Edward's amazing singing voice as we started this episode, paying his singing bed off. Oh, my God. But yeah, it is the end of the year episode for us. So we obviously we want to hit it with a bang. And of course, we got to call in the super sub, not subbing today, but just an, an extra man on the field with us today. And that is, of course, from High Low Sports. And also the head of marketing for Belly Up Sports, Kelsey Corn. What is up, guys? Uh, I'm actually surprised Edwards made it so far this this far in the show without crying. I know there were some tears that he welled up there beforehand, just just as he was talking about it. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised. We, we were like three minutes in yet. Now he, he's he hasn't started crying yet. What do you get? Not him five yet. Minutes? No, not yet. Not yet. Maybe when I start talking about it, when I start talking about it, then then we'll, we'll, I'll probably be like, <clears throat> guys, I have to go get water or something. <laughs> Yeah, that was, well, I mean, that was uh, him. Him hugging his kids—that was the part where I got a little misty-eyed. I can't lie. No. Was, oh no, him, him him hugging his mom. His mom came on the field and he broke down. That was it. I was like, I was done. I was like, yep, yep. And, yep. and only for Salt Bay to ruin the moment. <laughs> oh, bro, I was like, that dude was trying to get clout from anybody, dude. Anybody who was grabbing on to freaking Messi like it was like the, he was prepared to do like the clothesline from hell. <laughs> oh, I was like, man, dude. I was like. He he looked like he he put some uh what is it Elmer's glue on him. He was like, I'm not letting go for the life of me. I'm gonna be here on every picture that takes. They're taking a messy. I'm in the I'm in the picture. No, Bro, it I, I, even, like, so dis- I don't even. I don't know if this is like my old man yells at cloud moment or anything like that, but it just seems so disrespectful for it's, him to be bad. holding the World Cup trophy and kissing it and taking pictures with. I'm like, bro, you're not even from Argentina. I get yeah, that. he, he cooked uh, some stuff for some Argentina. You know what? You're not even the most relevant chef lately. There's that one guy that just awkwardly stares at you while he's preparing the meals. He's got a lot more soccer players than his, and they're cooking with him. So, yeah, I don't know. No, but he did. He did. He did one with Di Maria. He actually did it with Di Maria. Yeah, he just recently did one with uh, with Aguero. Yeah, but I was just like, I was like, why why did we invite that guy to the field? Like you know, like, should... uh, hey, I got an extra ticket. Um, you want to come with? You want to? You want to? You're already in. You're already in Qatar for some reason. You want to come sit in this in this extra seat? But you, you, if you come on the field, you can't you can't make a nuisance of yourself. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got you. Don't worry." Immediately makes a nuisance of himself. Mm-hmm. He's that family. He's that family member at holiday giving. I think oh, it's man. impressive is that security did nothing with that, but almost prevented a guy from proposing to his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the world we live in. But of course, if obviously, have, oh, if they would have had their way, they might have escorted the Golden Glove winner off the off the stage. Oh man, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, no. I want I'm all I'm all for the Emmy Martinez appreciations. He's a, he's, he's a bro. That dude is a bro. <laughs> that guy, you know, that guy still giggles at 69. There's 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 a there's a there's a meme out there in Spanish talking about like, oh hey, like. Me going to my girlfriend's dad, and he asked me, "What am I? What are you doing? What are you planning? What are you planning to do with my daughter?" And then, of course, he comes out with the golden glove, doing that. And I was like, "Oh, 
shit. Yep. That's not, that sounds about right. That's a bro move. That's a bro move. Yeah. You know, the first <laughs> thing he checked on that glove is if, if you could close the fingers and make, make a, make a fist out of it or make God a hollow fist out of it. You know, that was the first <laughs> thing he checked. Couldn't do it. So he's like, this is the second best thing I can do. Yeah. He's but yes, like, obviously, you know. the FIFA World Cup is done. So we'll def- this episode is basically fully committed to the FIFA World Cup. But it, like I said, it is the end of year episode. So th- this is the episode where we announce the coveted Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. I mean, we haven't really been shy away from telling y'all who probably is going to be the winner. Um, so I'll probably, it's not going to be like a spoiler alert, but we are going to at least prevent from telling it this episode. But yeah, so jam-packed in some sense. And obviously, we're going to do the last 303 down for to end this year because me and Edward will be taking a two-week break. Um, you know, because the World Cup was draining, um, even though it was just one tournament. But imagine when me and Edward had to cover the Gold Cup and Copa America <laughs> in one summer, which that sucked. Oh, man. It was fun, but God, that sucked. Uh, that also bad. involved Messi winning a trophy. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll wrap this episode with a 3 up, 3 down. And the topic is obviously one of our favorite ones is that person, Christmas, New Year's edition. So the interesting people that we, that you have to put up with on Christmas and New Year's Eve is, is the topic for the 3 up, 3 down. But yeah, so quite the show. Uh, I was going to refrain from having his tears, but you know what? It's, it's his moment. It's his guy. His guy finally gets the one thing. So we'll, we'll, you know, we can't uh. shy away from that. We can't shy away from I'm actually wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Barcelona Messi jersey as we speak. This is the Edward episode. I mean, you're going to have Edward sleep throughout this episode. <laughs> oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> the only thing that could have made this better would be Timo Werner scoring five goals at some point in time during this. Right. And they'll be like, hey, just this just in a friendly between Germany and so and so. Timo Werner scored five goals. I'll be like, well, there you go. I was going to say yeah, Chelsea, but I forgot he's with RB Leipzig now. No, nah, yeah, he's no, with Leipzig. Now he he's has a Leipzig. chance to score. Five now goals. he can score goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. You know what? We blame Tuchel. That's what we should do. Oh, oh well, Edward likes Tuchel. But yeah, all right. So we're, <laughs> right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with the recap of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. All right, man. So before we get going with this World Cup final, uh, recap and also leading into our debate. It is brought to you by True Classic, the brand that makes t-shirts that actually fit, not to mention super soft when you're jacked. That's a lie. I'm not jacked. Finding the right t-shirt can be <laughs> incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are too tight in all the wrong places or way too big and boxy, but not True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on an affordable rate. Our listeners get access to the absolute best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code BellyUpFantasy at TrueClassic.com. Your sweet thing will love it. Your buddies will thank you for passing the True Classic good word along. It's about time you get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at TrueClassic.com. 
with the code belly up fancy Edward. I don't know why you're showing this. This isn't a fucking video. <laughs> Rick well, shipping is over a hundred dollars. I mean, I'm already wearing one. <laughs> That's twenty five percent off at trueclassic.com with the code belly up fancy. Strengthen your core wardrobe with True Classic today. True Classic, look good, feel good. <laughs> Dude, damn good, damn it. <laughs> it, it, it may not fit. It, we may not be Jack, but you know what? It still fits big guys like myself uh, pretty pretty well. I, I, I gotta say. Yeah, I'm a big fan of True Classic. They, yeah, Edward knows one of the biggest struggles about me is that when I reach up something on top shelf, uh, my belly's hanging belly out. Button. Not yeah. with True Classic though. It is it is nah. belly proof. So. No, nah, that's the thing that gets me is that every time I lift up, it just hangs out. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Like, that's my test now for shirts. Stick my arms up. <laughs> Yeah. See what happens. Two classics, one of the few that pass the test. Exactly. But nice. all right, man. The FIFA World Cup final. Argentina beat France three to three, voted penalties in what has a lot of people been deeming it the best World Cup final. The maybe not just the best World Cup final, but the best soccer game ever. Mm. I, it's just is, okay, it's, let's start off, let's start with that. Is this really the best best soccer game we have ever seen? No. No. I'm pretty sure we've we've seen better. It's just I have I have a feeling it's it's a storybook ending. Like that's what it is, and that's what everybody loves about it. You know, it's just something that we were waiting, like from our youth, to see this dude actually lift the World Cup as the captain. You know, I think Edward has a good point with storyline being what makes this this final so so special. I don't necessarily think that this is. I mean, I think if you have never watched a game of soccer and you watch this, this will make you fall in love with the game. I, I with a hundred, with like a hundred percent of no doubt, because the game that got me to fall in love with the game, even though my first World Cup experience was the '98 World Cup when France beat uh, Brazil, I really didn't. I wasn't at an age where I really understood what I was watching. It wasn't until the 2002 World Cup where I saw Brazil beat Germany. Which is where I fell in love with the game and fell in love with Brazil. And so I think when you're that young kid who's going to watch this game or that, or I don't know how many times I had to hear that soccer is so boring, especially from scoreboard addicts, <laughs> specifically. But, um, I mean, I think, you know, this was one of those games where I think people would see what this game really does. Cause I, I was at the edge of my seat throughout the entire game. Cause it did feel like anything could happen. Also, no offense to the American broadcast, but. Spanish is always going to be better. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the, this, I gotta say, one thing that, that, about this that made it so good is it wasn't just the Messi storyline to this; it was the Mbappe storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, the the young gun, the guy that's trying to usurp Messi really and become the next, the next goat, if you will, the next, the guy that becomes the next goat conversation. Um, and and Mbappe showed exactly what he brings to the table, exactly why that everybody doubt you know touts him as the next big thing and. Look, Messi didn't shy to the obviously didn't shy away. Obviously, scoring two goals. Di Maria getting the third. I mean, could you ask if you were if you were an Argentina fan? Could you ask for two better guys to get a goal there? Like, that's that's the dream duo right there. Especially for Messi to assist on Di Maria's goal. And then if you're France, it's like Mbappe, super Mbappe to the rescue. You're down Pogba. You're down Conte. You're down, uh, you know, Benzema going into this World Cup. You're down other guys. You know, you, you lose uh, Lucas Hernandez due to injury, like. And then here comes Super Mbappe just doing his thing. And I, I think this was, this was, it, it's huge because of storylines, 
going forward? Like, obviously, now Messi and Mbappe return to PSG. And how's that do? How's that going to look between the two of them now? Because Messi's proven he's not a bench warmer. <laughs> I mean, like, does does he come off the bench still? Does it? How's that work out with Neymar as well? And um, you know, and you look at that, and I, I think I think storyline is has a lot to do with this game. But yeah, definitely not the best game I've ever seen. Obviously, I I, I could look back just a few years, and you know, Barcelona Liverpool in the the corner taken early situation, and that come back. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Edward, for for bringing that up, but um, you know, there's there's games like that 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 just like they stand out a little bit more. But this one on the World Cup stage, I think this was exactly what Hector just said. I mean, this is one if you've never seen a soccer match before, this is one that you could be like, okay, this this is exciting, this is interesting. I'm I'm down to yeah. this. I mean, 120 minutes plus an exciting an exciting penalty time, like exciting mm-hmm. penalties. Like there were saves, there were misses, there was mind games being played. Um, that was it. Was the best of all worlds. All right. I, before we, before we talk about Messi, man. All right. You you said it. Mbappe. I think, in my opinion, when I was watching this game, this was a passing of the torch game. I think that this was where Messi gets his crescendo. Finally, gets the last the last thing that he needs. I don't know if he necessarily needs it, but I mean, this is the last thing that I guess all the people are saying that Messi had left to to prove to himself. Um, you know, he gets that World Cup, but on the other side, you got Mbappe carrying France through the because this was not a really good performance by France. Yeah, you know, and kind of like how when I previewed this game in in the previous episode, when I was like, when I look at each position group, I'm going with France. When a goalkeeper, I was gonna go with France. Even though Emmy Martinez had one of the best a, a good tournament, I wouldn't say he was the best goalkeeper. I'll I'll, I'll save I'll save my thoughts on that one. But you know the the back line. I was more comfortable. This must be my 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 hate towards Altamendi, but I just I just like France's back line more than I like Argentina's midfield. Like even though the midfield for Argentina is really good, France even crazy enough without Paul Pogba still had a really good midfield. And then the attack. I mean, you know you had Giroud who, which was crazy that they took him out early in the game. Um, you still had Dembele. You still had Mbappe. Antoine Griezmann, all of a sudden, it looks like one of the world's greatest cams that I've ever seen in my life. Um, just he, he was more of a, I'd say center. I'd say center mid, just in general. Center, like, yeah, he was, center mid. He was, he was defense better than most. Yeah, he was. He was like literally reading the plays, reading the balls where they were going to land, and then he was actually like not not even let's say not even tackling. He just like stood there, and then he just take the ball away real quick. And then if he got the ball, he got fouled. Like yeah. there was no way to take it away clean from him because he was doing such a damn good job of. Distributing of running the plays. Mm-hmm. That's I was like, dude, he he did he did a hell of a job. I was like, damn, why can't they do that with Atletico? Like, shit, put him down, put him well, there. Now he doesn't oh. have to worry about game put in the 60th minute. So, yeah. <laughs> but right. but with that being said, man, was I wrong to think that France was the better team going into this World Cup final? No, I I thought the same thing. If you would ask me, actually, if you would ask me, thirty minutes in this game, even da- even down. 36 minutes into this game, even down 2 nothing. if I still thought France was out of this game, I would have told you no. I still think France has the greatest chance for a comeback here. And, I, I mean, for most of that, I'm proven right with the fact that the next two goals being scored by Mbappe there and, you know, tying it back up. And honestly, if it's not for, I, 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 you know, Emmy Martinez's wonder save, uh, actually multiple wonder saves in this game, like one in regulation, one there in, in, in extra time, uh, then France does win this game. 
And you know, it's 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 crazy because I not only I don't think it's just coming out party for Mbappe. It also says it's a coming out party for somebody like Tuchemini, who mm-hmm. we all talked we talked about before. Like did he like we all thought he got left off the roster at first, and then it's like no, okay, we're good. He's there. Like he's there. He's healthy. Camavinga as well also had a great showing. Um, I say uh, Kunde as well. I mean, hard to say if it wasn't for Kunde, how much worse like how, does France even make it to the finals with, with without without Kunde? Like, I, I I don't think so. Um, so there's there's a lot of guys here for France that I think this is their moment because of the injuries. Like I mentioned, to Pogba, to Conte, to other guys on the roster. But yeah, this was. I'd say definitely coming out for Mbappe, but not just him. There's a couple other guys that had a nice little welcome. Welcome to the welcome to the world stage party, if you will. All right, Edward, was I being an asshole for picking France over Argentina? No, I mean think about it. Like I even put them in my top five. I put France in my top five, and I didn't even put Argentina in my top five because I was I was really worried that Argentina wasn't going to make it up there, especially because I was like, man, they have such a a really young front line. With like a kind of a seasoned uh, backline, I was worried um, that all the speedy players were going to get through, you know. But I mean, I was worried Mbappe was going to make it through, like all of them. It's just Di Maria helped, um, Messi helped, Nawel helped. Like basically, they they shut him down. That's they needed it to do that. That's exactly what they needed to do. And but I I I even chose France. Remember, I even chose France. I was thinking I was like, okay, I think they're going to win it all because. They've been playing so fucking good. And even, like I said, Antoine Griezmann was on a whole nother level. And that's where I was like, God damn. I was like, he's not even playing the wings. I was like, he's playing center mid. But in that aspect, I mean, Argentina, I guess they noticed that. And they did not distribute the ball very much uh, down the mid. Like, they literally used the, the wings. Like, they, they, they literally just used the wings to do centers and everything. And it worked. That's the thing. It worked for them. Especially yeah. the Maria side. And let's not forget, this Argentina team is a team that lost to Saudi Arabia. So we were all kind of questioning mm-hmm. yeah. how good they could even be to get to this point. Like, like this, like they start out the tournament losing 2-1 to Saudi Arabia. Obviously, they had all the stats their way, but like, still, you lose to Saudi Arabia. How much can I trust you to, 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 to beat a France? I, like, mm-hmm. even France's B or C team that walks out there, how much can I trust you to beat them? Mm-hmm. And that's like I was. I I don't blame anybody for thinking France was the 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 team here. And, you know, this maybe just keep going back to what Edward said. This is a storybook right here. This is this is what Disney movies are made out of. At the end of the day. And so speaking of Argentina, <laughs> so one of the things that I kept saying throughout this World Cup, as far as Argentina goes, was is this going to be the team that depends on Messi, or is this the team that's going to fight for Messi? And I think. Especially after that Netherlands game, that this was the team that was going to fight for Messi. I think every guy had the same goal in mind, which obviously is to win the World Cup. I'm not saying that they weren't; just, they were just doing it for Messi. But you got to got to think about it. All these guys grew up watching Messi, kind of similar to me, you, and Edward, even we just didn't play. But you know, these guys grew up watching Messi make his debut in the in the 2006. Wait, yeah, in the, in the 2006 World Cup. Making his debut, coming off the bench for Argentina, which obviously you guys remember, the number 10 at that time was Vikendek. Um, but Messi coming on the bench, making a name for himself, just coming off the bench alone. And then never thought that this this little dude, which honestly he's taller than me, so I don't know why I'm saying he's little. Um, 
just for their country but for the one man that made them be like you know what i want to play or i want to be like him out like basically their their idol like they're, these kids were literally kids when they saw messi start playing and then when he's playing like the way that he does like the way that he did in barcelona you know making all those players and of course these kids are like wow like i would love to be like that you know and then they made they made it they made the dream they made their dreams come true and so for them to actually get their hero, the World Cup, and get it themselves as well, I mean, dude, that's over. That's overwhelming for a young kid, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of that. I, I, I think a big part of this Argentina team, though, uh, and a big part of where I came from, is, was winning a, being able to win a trophy before the World Cup with little to no help from Messi, if, if, you know? Like, where he only really helped in the final. Like that was his only real like in, impact on that team. So basically, I mean, you were winning it with Di Maria, you were winning it with, you know, Latoro Martinez, you're winning it with uh, Enzo Fernandez, you're winning it with, you know, all these other guys. And McAllister, I mean, which by the way, I still think is the, I, I don't even know why how he makes an Argentina team, but you know, I don't know what rules and regulations he got to to make this Argentina team, but I digress. <laughs> Besides being born uh, there. Yeah, well, like, yeah, being born there with a Scottish name, no big deal. Well, uh, I mean, if you really think about it, like, a lot of the, a lot of the Argentine players are literally from European descent. I mean, Messi is is Italian, Dybala is Polish. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure McAllister, Scottish, you know, descent. Oh, uh, Irish, 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 Irish. Uh, oh, is it? I thought it no, but the thing is, but the thing is, like, but the thing is, like, but the thing is, like, his, his last, his last name is literally Alistair. So his first name is Mac, and then his Alistair. No, no, it's, so it's, like, it's Mac Alistair. It is it's Mac Alistair. But yeah, no, I mean that's the and that's that's part of, but like them getting that confidence, I think, was a big part of 
them being able to come to this World Cup. And despite the loss of Saudi Arabia, that was kind of their rally moment. Like, okay, we got to get together. And then obviously the the decision to put Julian Alvarez in at, as striker instead of Latoro Martinez, that's a huge, huge move by the by the manager even to go through there. But yeah, to be able to then like know that you have that ability that you can go and play with the best in the world without the best in the world. And then knowing you have the best in the world playing at the top of his level, because he scored in every every match except for one for Argentina. Yeah, uh, in this World Cup run. That was a big milestone for Messi was that he was the he's the only player to have scored in each round of the World Cup. Yep. So and so you if if you're one of these young guys and you see Messi playing as strong and as powerful as he's been playing, which it's funny to say that Messi's playing strong and powerful, considering he's a small diminutive person, but playing as strong and as powerful as you've ever seen him play, that gives you an extra gear. Like you're not just necessarily fighting for him specifically, but you're fighting for what everything he brings to the table, the desire, the passion, the, the love of the game, the improbability of a guy who needed, you know, growth enhancement treatments to, to, to be able to play at the biggest stage, to be considered one of the greatest players ever play, to ever play. Like, everything that Messi encompasses is really what they're playing for, and they sense that. They, they feel that sense of belonging. They don't, it wasn't, I think if you replace, replace Messi with any, like, say Di Maria brings all those things to the table, I think you still get that fight. But the biggest thing is Messi is inclusive in the way he plays. So it does encourage these kids, especially these younger guys. I look at Enzo Fernandez and what he was able to do in this tournament. And it's like, it encourages them to be that much more dynamic, to be that much more unafraid of making a mistake. Because they're like, okay, Messi's okay with it. So I can do it. Like, Maybe it's not necessarily fighting for Messi, but yeah, it's fighting for Messi in a way. Um, but it's 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 almost like it's a two-way street here. Yes, they're fighting for Messi, but at the same time, they know no matter what they do, mistake or not, Messi is not going to be a Ronaldo. He's not going to complain and point a finger at a kid that messes up. He's not going to get you know demonstrative on the put on the field of play if somebody messes up. Like he's not going to be that guy. He's going to support them. He's going to bring them along with them, not leave them stranded if they make a mistake. So. I think it's like a perfect storm. Like they're fighting for him, but at the same time, he's like he's trying to encourage the next step of kids, and so it just worked out perfectly. This is literally the the, the Ninja Turtles meme that they did. Well, not I don't. I guess not a meme, but like the the image of Messi with like all the the young. It kind of similar with Master Splinter, where they're all tiny turtles and they're grown right. up. It was like basically that they did these that that kind of they did that kind of post with with Messi. Um, but yeah, man, I think this was. An amazing final. This was, I felt like you had the two best teams going at it against each other. Um, Mbappe, I think that nobody can take this away from him. He made it to back to back World Cup finals. That is just impressive of its own feat. Uh, he's only 23 years old. He has, he's, he scored a hat trick in a final, which two. hasn't been done. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, two yeah. Hat tricks in the whole World Cup. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, two hat tricks in the whole World Cup. But yeah, I mean, Mbappe, and it's crazy because like with the way France is being built right now, with just youth on youth on youth, they're gonna be in the conversation plenty of times to come. And so, uh, Mbappe, you definitely could say he's going to be in that conversation of being the next best thing. Once Messi and, and Ronaldo hang it up, 
or if once Ronaldo goes to Saudi Arabia, whatever the hell happens now with him. But yeah, I think this is I think this was like the perfect ending for a World Cup that came in with so much controversy. Nobody liked that the fact that Qatar was the host of this country, the host of this World Cup. And <laughs> and, and even though that there were still those issues, you know, to deal with that were still going on. I mean, you gotta give props to Qatar, man. They I don't obviously it has nothing to do with them. It was just the play was amazing. And I think it's obviously because of the fact that there is a lot of guys that we watched in this World Cup that we're probably never going to see back in the international stage anymore. Like, we're not going to see Luis Suarez anymore. We're not going to see Edison Cavani. We're not going to see, uh, you know, we're not, maybe we might see Messi again. Who knows? I mean, he seems pretty confident that he's, he hasn't retired from international play. Uh, for me, unfortunately, I am never going to see Karim Benzema play for France in the World Cup. That one hurt. Uh, but you know, just all these names, guys, the kind of same thing with Messi. We grew up watching their time is done. You know, like, you know, we're going to be the old heads. We're going to be the old heads talking to like the day when some kid asked me about Messi, I'm going to be all excited. I'm going to be like that video of those, of those dads dancing to, to, to freaking, uh, what's that name of that band? Well, it's not that, that, that you know, that, you know what I'm talking about, the one in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Getting excited because you know the legend of Messi because we got to experience Messi from start to finish and I think yeah this is the perfect ending for for Lionel Messi the man that has literally won it all has now won it all. Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's uh, I, I don't even know how to explain myself, but like it's very. It's very awing. Like you, you get to see something like that. Um, it's not every day. It's not every year that you get to see somebody of that status. And then, like, of going back past a few years ago, where everybody was like, "El pecho frío," that he doesn't care about Argentina, that all he cares about Barcelona, that he doesn't, he's never, he's not going to be a goat because he's not going to be one of the greatest because he's never won a World Cup and stuff like that. And mind you, like, if you go, if you do go back to, like, I guess you could say, like, the Ballon d'Or winners, like, from the past, or, like, the people that were considered goats, like, Ronaldinho, uh, in his time, like, Pelé, uh, Maradona, like, you know, they have World Cups under their, you know, their belts. So, for him, this is just, like, the, the little, the, the cherry on top of his, like goat status Sunday, you know, like it's just, it's, it's, it's really an overwhelming feeling to see like all of his accomplishments. And then this is basically what sums it up. I mean, he's still playing. He's still going to play for PSG. Um, we, we've all talked about the, the whole thing about him going to Inter in Miami. Um, and you know, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen there, right? Shit. He might break MLS records. We don't fucking know, but. For now, it's this impossible. right here is basically no, for this. Not hard. <laughs> this is not, this is not, very <laughs> not, not hard with that talent. Yeah, right. Look, man, the MVP award is called the Landon Donovan Most Valuable Player. Clearly, there's uh, no significance. <laughs> so, clearly, you, the biggest rule of winning the MVP award is you have to suck when you play in Germany. That's really what the rule yeah. is. So, as long as that's the case, and we already know Messi does not play well in Germany. <laughs> well, he went there. 
But I mean, yeah. goat status. Uh, Edward, Edward mentioned that word, so I'm gonna it, let's just segue right into the debate topic, which once again brought to you by True Classic. Go ahead and use the code Belly of Fantasy to save yourself twenty five percent off at TrueClassic.com. And, and it, it's pretty straightforward, man. Does winning the World Cup justify Messi's gold status? Yes. I, I think so. Like I, I think it does. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't consider it the greatest of all time because there will be more players behind him. It may not be Mbappe. It could be Mbappe. Um, but there's going to be more and more players that are going to be up and coming and we're going to get to see them as well. It's just, I think I would consider him like our goat because we literally saw him grow up from a kid and then he created all of this ma- magic, like all of this awing performances, not just like in Argentina, but like with Barcelona. He's done it for PSG as well. We've just known him more like, more for Barcelona because it's like, that's where it, it's like everybody's, I mean, Ray Hudson, Jesus, like how many times did he get the orgasm of his life whenever he fucking just, just described Messi's play and then like whenever he would score and he'd do some crazy shit, he'd just be like, ah, oh, magisterial Messi. See, that's what the American broadcast needed was that they needed Ray Hudson to be on the broadcasting call. Yeah. But, but you know, like, that, the thing is, like, to get that sort of passion from a single player to play like that. Like, and then, of course, Encara Messi, Encara Messi, Encara Messi, Encara Messi, Encara Messi. Like, you don't get that. You don't, you, like, you don't, you don't hear that for any other player. But Messi is the one that would make his runs. And it was just, like, it was magic, man. Like, it just makes you, like, damn. Like, it just gives you that energy to want to go out there and just try it yourself. Want to go out there and play. Want to go out there and train. Want to go... You just want to, you just want to get to that level, and I mean, like I said, growing up watching this this man now, and for him to to be like, I don't know, uh, a hero to so many kids, so many people, so so many grown ups, even like you know, like it's just, uh, it's just, uh, I think it cemented his status now as as a goat, you know, as a goat, not the goat, but a goat. I'm actually glad you say it like that because that is a very important, a very important stipulation to all this. Like, is could you put Messi in Pele's realm and he does did the same thing? Probably. Like, let's be honest. Like, yes, but at the same time, probably not because he is small. He is diminutive. He in that day, two footed tackles were never called for fouls. You know those those type of things that that ended careers were not called for fouls in the same way. So, it is important to note that like. He's still a goat, but it's like G O H T, like get you know, greatest of his time is really is really how it needs to be classified, not greatest of all time. Because to put him as a greatest of all time, there's you got a battle with five guys across the board. I mean, just straight off the top. You got Rock, Ron, Ronaldo original, you have then you have uh, you know, Pele, you have you know, Maradona, then you have, I mean, insert English great here. And you still have David Beckham, who through all of his everything else, kind of put soccer on the map as far as the whole world goes. Um, you know, along the same lines that Pele did. I mean, you have Garincha, you have all these other guys throughout history, um, Paolo Maldini, that you know, in their own rights, in their own countries, are considered a goat. Um, but I think time period wise, you can really like limit this to only four people across the board. You know, like you have Pele, you have Maradona, you have Ronaldo. Then you have Messi. 
Like, I think this this puts him in that pantheon of greats of greats, where like you can literally classify an era of soccer of football as the Messi era. You know, uh, and I, not not taking anything away from Cristiano, who is obviously still in the conversation. Like, we're not trying to take anything away from him, but. When you're messy and you're doing what you're doing, you've done it the same the way you've done it. And yes, you did do it for one of the greatest teams of all time in Barcelona. And then left to go to PSG and do the same thing at one of the most overpowered PSG teams we've ever seen. But to do it with Argentina, I think, is a big part of this that, that gets a step up above somebody like Cristiano, who is, if we're being honest, Portugal has had much greater talent over the years than mm-hmm. those who have been in international play than Messi has had with Argentina. I think top to bottom, those Portugal teams have been much better overall than what you've seen from Argentinian teams in that same span. So I, I think that's the one thing that, that Messi was missing was his, his World Cup win. And once he got that, first of all, I think it makes him number one in Argentina, like all time. So I do think he passes Maradona. But I, do, I also do, do put him like, like, he is the goat of our era, hands down. Like right now, no doubt about it. He is now the go-to bar here. You're right. You're right, man. I mean, like, like I said, like, 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 like I said, like I said. I mean, he is a goat, but like you said, he literally said it just how I would have said it. He's the goat of our era. He's the one that we grew up with. He's like I want to say yes. We grew up with Ronaldinho, like me and you, with R nine. Of course, we're not going to say like, oh man, these guys are. Are trash? No, they're not because they have a World Cup under their belt. They have all these accolades as well. They 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 brought Joga Bonito to the field, but then Messi brought something else. Like he brought his own flair, his own talent, his own technique, his own everything. Like, and then what's worse is like what not worse. What's worse? What's worse? It's um, what's different as well is like he's a lefty, you know, and you don't really see a lot of that in a lefty. Now I'm not taking anything away from Di Maria because he's a lefty as well. Or Dybala, but it's like it's Messi. Like Messi's done so much. Like he's he's pulled Barcelona, he's put Barcelona on his back. He's put Argentina on his back a lot of times. Not just like oh here one two three games. No, he's done it multiple times, and he's managed to make something out of it just on his own. And that that just goes to show you the quality of player that this dude is. Right now, honestly, I I want to say that his value. I'm not going to say it's skyrocketed, but he's worth just a little bit more now with that accolade. Well, when you're worth like 60 gold gold bricks, um, you know, I think you can only go up like one or two gold bricks after that point. Exactly. No, no, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, he can only go up. But, yeah, but I mean, like, think about it. It's like, it's two more bricks than what you would think. Oh, hey, this dude is like 35. Like, yeah, he's already out the door. But now with this on his excuse me, on his resume, it's like, okay, you know what? He's still worth the 60, 60 gold bricks or 61 yeah. gold bricks or 62 gold bricks. I mean, PSG like right now, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying, it's just, uh. So do I think this justifies Messi's GOAT status? I do not. And the reason why I say that is because Messi is a GOAT. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to question whether or not Messi or not, is or is not a GOAT. But when it comes to him and Cristiano Ronaldo, the GOAT debate of our era, this generation's GOAT debate, I don't think any Ronaldo stand in any shape or form can argue that Messi 
Messi's better than Ronaldo. I don't think that there's any way you can try to find a way to argue it because while I respect Ronaldo as a player because he is a phenomenal player, he's a tremendous work ethic, an amazing athlete. He brought in way too drama going into his World Cup uh, for me. The Piers Morgan interview was, to me, was one of the most questionable things I've ever seen a, a grown man ever do. But I mean, I don't think that that hurt him as much as he did. But going into this World Cup with that drama, I, I and then this is probably the best I've ever seen Portugal. Like, and it without him, without him on the field. And, and um, but the thing was like, what I got to respect for Ronaldo is, is that even with the great players that Portugal has come out uh, of their of their of their national team, they weren't really much of a competitor for anything. They weren't they okay, maybe they'll make the World Cup, maybe they get out of the group. And you know, even the time with the era that they had with Luis Fico and Deco, like, yeah, they have they had a pretty good team. But what Ronaldo has been able to kind of similar with Messi, man, there was guys that watched Ronaldo and they're like, man, I want to play with Ronaldo. Apparently Ronaldo doesn't want to play with them. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, it was the same mentality. Like, like, hey, man, we want to do this for him too. Um, even though he treats us like shit, but you got to give props to Ronaldo. Like, cause Argentina has always been a soccer powerhouse, regardless of, of the fact that they kind of been a little bit dormant over the years. They're still a powerhouse. You're expecting them to go into the World Cup. Maybe not go, like, not, not make it to the final, but I mean, they're going to go into the World Cup. They're going to get out of the group. Because they're probably going to be in the group with Nigeria as always. And then, and then, you know, eliminate Mexico. But with, with Portugal, you really didn't know what to expect from them when they got into the World Cup, if they even get in at all. And it's probably going to be an early exit or maybe they won't even make it out of the group. But what Ronaldo has done is that they may not be a powerhouse as far as soccer, especially because you're, you're in Europe, but with all the talent that's coming out of Portugal now, they're going to be set. And I think you got to give props to Ronaldo for at least that to inspire Portuguese players. Yeah, but, but this World Cup does justify that Messi is better than Ronaldo. Um, I think just the quality of a leader, that, that's important. I think that that's a very important thing for, for a player is how you are as a leader. Both of these guys wore the captain's armband. And frankly, I think Pepe should have kept the captain's armband over over Ronaldo because that dude was fighting with a broken hand and and still was giving his best for 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 Portugal. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think <clears throat> as far as like the goat status, he doesn't need it. But for the goat debate, yes, he 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 needed that because that's the only thing. And, and Ronaldo isn't going to make it. He's, Ronaldo's not coming back to the World Cup. You know, it's it's not. It's not remotely even realistically possible for him. Age does eventually catch up to you. And I think we're starting to see that more and more with Ronaldo. Because the thing is, Ronaldo's trying to play that same way that he normally plays, even though he says that he adapts, which what he said in the Piers Morgan interview. But let's be honest, he doesn't adapt. His adapting, him, his version of adapting is by not pressing. And you know what? When I get, I'll give props to Messi because Messi defends. Messi comes back and defends. He still plays with, with a high motor, but he's smart. Yeah, he doesn't have to run everywhere because he he calculates his moves. You see him walking around the field. Some people think he's just being lazy, but in reality is he's he's anticipating what's coming next. 
This guy is now in the shabby era of his of his age, which is now like I don't have to move that much, but I'm gonna put myself in the right spot to help my team. Yep. Well, it's it's funny you mentioned. I I need to you know you mentioned this the walking around before he scored his, his the the goal in the hundred eighth minute. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it on the build up, but on the build up he is actually walking from one side of the field to the other, just to get in position for when the ball gets turned over to be on the be on the receiving end to be able to pass it down the wing, just like he did, and to get, be that second runner in the box to finish off the goal. It's and it was it was it was impressive to watch because he at first he's like. They showed the camera from far away, like on, on the replay. And I was watching on the Spanish uh, language one, so I got to actually get rewinded and stuff um, on the stream. So I actually got to watch this again and again. I thought it was really interesting just to watch. It's a very subtle thing. Like a guy changing sides of the field, like Messi, we don't we take it for granted sometimes. Because he's just like, oh, he's free, free to roam wherever. It just happens sometimes. But then to immediately be on the ball as soon as it's turned over in that position, in that just because he moved, 60 feet to the other side and got got to the other side of the center back and in between the center back and left back who was pushed up a little bit too far like and be in that exact spot where the ball bounces once it's at his feet that's that's another that's another level of knowledge and and you know football IQ soccer IQ that people don't have nowadays like kids don't have like so there's a lot of players that were in this world cup that don't have that IQ yet and mm-hmm. to see that is something that is just it's why somebody like Messi is going to all is is better than Ronaldo in my eyes. Ronaldo would have been walking a straight line back from the back line. He doesn't. He's not a guy that switched sides of the field. He's never been that guy, and except for his early days at Man United, when he would be forced by Sir Alex to switch sides to switch wings with Ryan Giggs. That was the only time he ever switched sides. He does not move fluidly throughout this formation, whereas Messi does move fluidly. From one side to the other, just because he senses something, like it's like smells a goal or whatever you want to call it. Like he has a sense for where the next move is going to start, and that's just something that he has, and it, that puts him that much further ahead of somebody like Ronaldo. All right, so yeah, before we before we take our break, all right, where do we expect to see France and Argentina the next coming years? I mean, honestly, dude, uh, France, they are fine. They are good. They got a squad for the next World Cup already. They are fine. I really do think so. They are, they are good. Um, however, um, I mean, I don't know if you know or if you, y'all, y'all heard already. Bezema already said he's retiring from soccer, like from France, from, from international. international. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was expected. I know it was, a, but uh, I I think I think they're set, dude. Like honestly, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, just, I, I agree. France is probably they they. I don't know when they decide to emphasize on on youth development, but I mean, Kamavinga and and and, and, to, and Shushemi, I mean, they're they're not going anywhere. Those two are really young. Um, Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah, Mbappe's, Mbappe's only twenty three. Dembele, Mbappe's going to be come twenty twenty six. Mbappe's going to be in his prime. Here's what's, yeah. here's what's crazy. just let if that you, sink in. We talk about golden generations all the time, right? France is like a weird concept where they're kind of going from a golden generation to a silver generation to a gold generation. 
Like the gold generation yep. being led by, like the second gold generation being led by Mbappe. But they're like, first gold generation was the Giroud, Benzema, those guys. Those guys are getting phased out. You know, uh, Hugo Luis is obviously not going to be there. But then you have Ariola who plays for West Ham, who is absolutely fantastic as a goalkeeper um, in his own right. And like he's building into himself even more than you have. And don't forget my gun. Don't forget my like, gun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my gun is outstanding at AC. And that entire back line. Like, take your pick. There's seven. Like, honestly, I'd say there's eight deep in that back line that are going to be buying again for a starting position next World Cup. They're, I mean, they're jam packed in the midfield. You're gonna have, you're gonna have Rabio again. You're gonna have Pogba again. You're gonna have, you know, all these dudes that are still going to be coming back through here again. Camavinga, um, too too many. Uh, I mean, I'm not even getting into the young guys at that point. I mean, Cuckoo. Who didn't? Even, by mm-hmm. the way, injured. Didn't even get to play this 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 World Cup. Uh, I don't believe. Um, <laughs> then you get into the front. You're at Marcus Turam. You have Muani, uh, Mbappe. Obviously, maybe we'll still see a somebody like a you know. I, don't, I won't say Giroud because that man is. I don't know how he keeps making teams, but I guess he is <laughs> France's leading goal. He is France's leading goal scorer. So I'm not going to put it past him. Just show up there as a as a poacher. Uh, a la Mario Gomez in Germany a few years back. But yeah, no, France is like, France is golden. And I'll be honest, Argentina doesn't look much, much, much worse off either. Like, you look at Argentina, you, of your starting defenders, you're probably going to lose Tagliafeco, maybe. Uh, Otamendi. O- Otamendi, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Otamendi. Please definitely. move on from Otamendi. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, Marcos Acuna, maybe. He's 31. Um, Pazella, you don't even have to worry about because he was not even really starting anymore. You'll still have Christian Romero. You'll still have Montiel. Um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll still have Foyth, who, by the way, in his own right, is a fantastic young player. Mm-hmm. Um, your midfield, you're like, you'll still have Paredes. He'll be 32. Um, you'll still have DePaul. He'll be 32. Palacios will be 28. Thiago Almeida will be 25. Um, you know, Guido will be 32, Alex McAllister, 27 years old, Enzo Fernandez, 25 years old, uh, Julian Alvarez, 26 years old, Angel Correa, 20 or 31 years old. Like, Latoro Martinez will be 29. Like, these guys, like, Argentina should be still in the running. Like, if, I, if I'm going to give a favorite for next World Cup, early favorite, it's France again, because. Why not? Like at this point in time, I don't see a better young team that's going to build itself in the next four years. Um, and Argentina should be in the top five uh, as far as favorites already. Like it's just based off of what they have already on the field, plus what they're going to add into to the youth production. It's just it seems like it just makes sense. Yeah, I think for France, I'm excited about their future. There's some uncertainty with Argentina, in my opinion, but Argentina always. Always is going to come out with some with some players that come out of nowhere. Um, Amada from the MLS, which I'm sure I'm sure the MLS will not will not abuse the hell out of saying, "Hey, we got a World Cup winner on this team who handed a bottle yeah, of water no, to Messi one time." Um, not, at not at all, in any shape or form. But I mean, you know, there's still a lot of Argentine Argentinian players that you know we didn't see in this. They got called up that we could possibly be seeing. Um, just depends if Messi will be there, which I don't think I don't I'm saying I don't think we will see him, but you know, you never know with this guy. Um yeah. I maybe in a substitute role. I don't see him 
I, yeah. I, I say, I'll say the same about Di Maria too. I think maybe in a substitute role, but not as a like I see him as a Danny Alves. What Danny Alves was mm-hmm. for Brazil this year, like he's mm-hmm. their he's their club captain. You know, like yeah, <laughs> he's really just the support card on the on the bench. But yeah, so I, I think France has a very strong future. Argentina, I mean, we'll we'll see what what they have in store. I mean, you didn't mention Lisandro Martinez, which I have a lot of respect for him. He has a lot of fight in him. That's a guy that I, I hope to see a little bit more of in the future. But, yeah. but yeah, man. But at the end of it all, man, the 2022 FIFA World Cup champions are Argentina. Messi finally gets one. Uh, yeah, I think that's the storybook ending. I know a lot of people are going to say like, oh, this is a, a proud moment for Latin America, which I would love to say that. But Argentina is probably the worst, the worst country to be wanting to represent Latin America because, well, they hate all of us. So. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget they hated Messi when he was younger too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's his own countrymen were like saying that he was he wasn't going to be uh, for Argentina. Like he all he did was for Barca. He never did it for Mm -hmm. Argentina. Now look at them now. Pretty sure. Yeah, I just thought it was funny when someone was like saying was ask was like there's like a lot of memes like oh of course we're gonna be rocking with the Latin country. I was like I know a lot of Mexicans that are not rooting for Argentina right now. I know a lot of Argentinians that were rooting for Argentina. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so yeah, but I mean, still, you know, I don't. As Argentina as a country, frankly, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm not trying to throw myself into a deep hole here, but obviously, it's Messi. Messi finally wins it. I think at the end, that's the storybook ending that we want. And if you were to ask me, obviously, my guy Emmy Martinez. Um, it hurts that he does. He's not an Arsenal jersey anymore, but I mean. Since he's left, I've I've been I've been pulling for him. I want to see him do well. I know things aren't looking good too looking too good right now at Aston Villa, which yeah for Aston Villa for him over there. But um, yeah, I I just hope I just wish nothing but the best for him. And it's, it's crazy to think if it if Leno never got injured in that Brighton game, which is weird. There's a, like a little full circle moment with yeah, McAllister in here I too. Saw that, yeah, if it wasn't for that injury for Leno. Emmy wouldn't have been here. Like Emmy would not have gotten called up from Argentina. Freaking Sergio Romero would have been the goalkeeper for Argentina. And who knows? Maybe oh, they don't win Copa America. Maybe they don't win the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely don't see Emmy Martinez not yeah. get himself kicked out of Qatar in three point <laughs> seven seconds flat. Yeah. The the who was it? I think that was like the the saw the car. Oh yeah, one of the uh, the Sultans. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the Sultan in the background. Yeah, of the picture is his that was like that was uh, something else. Uh, but all right, yeah. Uh, to wrap things up, obviously, congratulations, Argentina, winners of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. We're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with with more World Cup talk. But now talking the whole World Cup as a whole. So get ready for that. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of insert name FC.
This talk of the 2022 FIFA World Cup is brought to you by Manscaped. Tis the season for clean balls. La 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 la. Gotta hate myself for this. Our friends at Manscaped <laughs> are helping you clean your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants, Manscaped's products are the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog. This December by going to manscaped.com using the code BellyUpFantasy for 20% off plus free shipping. Lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels, the Lawnmower 4.0, the electric razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BellyUpFantasy at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BellyUpFantasy. Manscaped for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. Yeah, yeah, I had to sell myself for a bit. There. Hey, you know, you know what though? At least during the holiday season, you know what you get to tell your mom, and this is what I get to tell my mom too. I get paid to talk about balls on uh, on, on, a, on my podcast. Yep. Luckily, yeah. Manscaped hooked me up with the with the preserved cologne. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. No, hey, yeah, that. that the cologne is fantastic. The uh, crop preserver and then the, the lawnmower 4.0. I mean, yeah, lifesaver. Literal mm-hmm. lifesaver. At least they emergency do. room saver. They do appreciate you. They do appreciate you. <laughs> but yeah, man, this 2022 Fuel World Cup, like I said, man, there was so much drama going into this World Cup because of the whole Qatar one buying their way into the World Cup, which I mean, what else is new with FIFA? Um, Obviously, all the human you rights have to issues. Pay for my way into the World Cup. Hang on, hold on. I got a dollar here. <laughs> well, maybe not that much. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you need some oil money there, buddy. <laughs> um, oh, oh, all right. Well, with I, the human human rights issues. issues, I mean the fact that the the stands were literally built on dead people. Um, yeah, there. It's just been not a good look when it comes to Qatar with this World Cup. I think everyone kind of knew that. While how controversial this World Cup was going to be, there were so many storylines that were coming into this World Cup. You know, uh, the Dutch and the U.S. return return to the World Cup, uh, possibly being Messi and Ronaldo's final World Cups, uh, along with other legends like Robert Lewandowski and and others. But and and then more as the World Cup continued. You know, we got to see Morocco being the first African nation and. Arab nation to make it to the semifinals of a World Cup. Uh, Croatia proving everybody wrong and myself um, constantly. You know, Luka Modric being Croatia's messy. Also, weirdly, that they're also kind of in the same stature. Uh, but, you know, that his legacy continuing, uh, you know, me enjoying Mexico getting eliminated, which is always great for me to say because Mexico got eliminated. Um, but yeah, overall, this was just one hell of a World Cup, and it was in the winter time. And God forbid, I'd never want to have that happen again. But yeah, man, like just thoughts on the whole World Cup as a whole. Like, what were your thoughts going from just start to finish? I mean, yeah, well, like first of all, let's not do a December World Cup again, um, <laughs> please. That was just or November December. Like, don't get me wrong, it get me in the, it got me in the holiday spirit, I guess. Like, I'm a little more happier going into the holidays this year, I guess, out, out of all things. Um, but I will also say that it was unique to see 
European players really at their healthiest for the first time in since I've really been paying. I mean, in, 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 as far as the World Cup goes, like completely healthy, you know, ready to go. They're at their they're at their peak physicality. Um, you know, they're in in season form, and that was actually kind of nice. I got to say, like it made for a lot of really creative games, really interesting games. Um, you know, a team that really kind of surprised all of us, like Japan. I loved it. Like the Japan saga, uh, Morocco was fantastic. South Korea, um, they yeah, were fantastic as well. Like if you if you were to like go through this, and, and a really unique, and actually a really unique thing is all three Asian teams made it to or made it to the. Oh, not, not Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I forget they are Asian, considered Asian uh, part of the Asian uh, qualification. So. Three out of the four Asian teams made it to the the the, the knockout stages. Crazy that that includes is, Australia. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I always I always find that super funny that they, cause they cut out the Oceania region, or if they still have it, it come, gets in off a playoff or whatever. Yeah, um, it's usually New Zealand, but they got eliminated by um by Costa Rica. No, wait, yeah, by Costa Rica. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. like I, I think it was fun. I think this World Cup was really entertaining. Obviously, there were there were great storylines. Shout out to Morocco. I mean, what they did was fantastic. And then, crazy enough, you had Germany crashing out like they did. Uh, that was insane to watch, um, truthfully. And uh, if, only, if only they had Timo Werner, man. If only yeah, they had almost, almost Spain crashing out the same way. Um, it was it was a kind of wild tournament all around, and you love it and you hate it at the same time because it's in it's in a weird time frame. But yeah, it was it was it was it was fun. It was entertaining. Um, we got to see some some really interesting tech being involved as well. Uh, I like. I do kind of like the assisted offsides call. Uh, that was a unique change to things. It helped out a lot in certain games. Um, other games, well, I really wish it was thrown into the water right there in Qatar. And uh, VAR, again, is still VAR. I, whatever. I mean, at this point in time, it's whatever. Uh, and more, most, most games ever finished by penalties in a World Cup. So that was really cool, too. So if you like penalties. I don't like penalties. But interesting stat line for it. Edward, what 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 are your thoughts on this World Cup? I mean, honestly, like it it was the most surprising World Cup that I've ever seen. Honestly, like the teams that we were like, oh yeah, this is who's going to take the group, or this is going to take the group. Next, thing you know, it's like turned our worlds upside down. I mean, honestly, we 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 honestly thought we were like, um, we were like, oh, the group of death is going to be the U.S. group. No, hell no. Like uh, I want to say it was like the it was the Morocco group. It turned out to be like the Morocco group, bro. Like shit. Like that was, was the most fun group I've ever seen. I know, that and that's yeah, that's the, what I was when we're at one point in time at the last day. Is everybody was getting they, mm-hmm. basically yeah. It was like it was just waiting was, for the last match. I think the funniest thing of all that was just the fact that Kevin De Bruyne just straight out just said, "Yeah, Belgium's too old to win the World Cup." Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, um, honestly, he has a point. I mean, you don't, you don't have a young Eden Hazard that played for Chelsea. You have the Eden Hazard that has been trying to get back to his form in Real Madrid, and that's not that's not a good thing. Not as long as Vinicius um, is there. <laughs> that too, but I mean, Belgium was just yeah. We were we were we, come on, think about it. We were like. Oh, Belgium has this one. Belgium has like we were thinking like De Bruyne. De Bruyne's gonna end up. Lukaku's gonna end up. Bro, Lukaku had so many chances and just he mm-hmm. whiffed a crap load of them. A guy coming in off of injury too, and Lukaku and like 
kind of summed up all of Belgium's tournament too. Ugh. God, that team was... Talk about disappointing. Between Germany and Belgium, which one was more disappointing? I don't know. Oh, man. Um, I think it had to be Belgium because that was the last chance for that for that generation. That was the... the like, Belgium was so weird to the, to the fact that they were constantly number one in FIFA rankings, which I still don't understand how that happened. But for them to constantly be up, up there in FIFA rankings and people kept saying, this golden generation, this golden generation. And like, as much as I like, you know, uh, Roberto Martinez, like now, you know, like now that he's, he's, you know, the vacancy for, for Belgium and he's available. So if you were like, when we bring him to the US, I was like, I don't want him to touch our golden generation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I counter that with. Well, it can't be any worse than what happened to the U.S. in the aftermath of the Damn. tournament. Yeah, like, uh, I said I said some things about Gio Reyna, which I'm I'm not I'm not taking back. I still believe that you know what he did was was stupid. Uh, but Greg Berhalter just proves more and more that he's an idiot. Um, God, I know. Who Jeez. specifically tells somebody, "Hey, man, just letting you know, you're not going to be playing as many minutes." Like, did he did oh, he hey, tell man, that to every player? You're not going to play at all. Like you're not gonna play at all in the first game. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I, I really didn't like Greg Berhalter, and and like all, and then the fact that you leaked it out, like you're like, oh, we're gonna keep it in house. Hey guys, in an off the record interview. Yeah, nothing's uh, off the record, Greg. Have you not learned that you were a professional athlete? Have you not learned that? Oh, yeah. Um, I I want Greg Berhalter out like Mexico got out of the World Cup. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want to uh, like Mexico. Yeah. Like Mexico wants Club America out too. Oh man. Yeah, man. Okay. In Mexico, man. That was. I mean, look. I say a lot of things about Mexico, and, and I enjoy it. I'm not gonna say I don't enjoy it because I I hate Mexico. Um, but I mean, yeah. This was. It was so weird not to see Mexico have at least some fight. And crazy enough was the last the last team that they put the last roster that they put up, which was against Saudi Arabia. That was literally their best lineup, and it was it was the fact that they took out Hector Herrera, uh, you know, out of the out of the lineup, which kind of that hurts my feelings a little bit because he's on the Dynamo, but yeah. he's so bad. Like he was he's oh, so God. slow now. Like it, the Hector Herrera that was out there in the World Cup, I got okay. So uh, the for all the Madden or uh, FIFA heads out there, FIFA Ultimate Team players, um, you get a Hector Herrera out of position card. It is like forty two pace. That's the Hector Herrera that was out there playing in the World Cup. Was a forty-two Hector Herrera that is just god awful, and you're just like, please get off, just go sit down, man. Like we we'll call you when we need you for penalties, but until then, like I sit, relax, kick your feet up. Yeah, Mexico has Maybe. so many issues. Yeah, it, it it was it was this was like, you know, as this as much as I'm I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, this isn't a good look, especially when you're talking about Concacaf. Um, you know. I don't want it to be where there's this power shift now where the U.S. is, you know, like the power shift of Mexico being more dominant than the U.S. sucked. And now I don't want this power shift where the U.S. is always going to beat Mexico. Like, I don't I don't want that power shift to be the thing. I need Mexico to be competitive, um, especially because 2026, it's going to be USA and Mexico and, and Canada hosting the World Cup. And if, the, if Mexico's playing like crap, that's not going to be a good look for for everybody there. So, well, I mean, you, you said Mexico. I I'm looking at Canada right now, and I'm pointing the finger at Canada, being like, "You need to be better, Canada." Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you, I, 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 that was like Costa Rica gets a pass in my eyes as far as Concacaf team goes. That team was they so actually, old. like, that yeah, was that was so like old. that team was. I think average average age on that squad was what like thirty four, I believe. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think that's a squad. That's a squad from the two thousand two World Cup. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was somebody who was like forty the, years old. The, the team average, the, the age average of, like, of the team is a prime goalkeeper. This, it, yeah. it's, it's, like that's it exactly. So like I'm looking at, I'm Kate, looking at Canada Kate, and I'm like, <laughs> like Canada just let me down. Like Charlie, not Charlie Davis, oh, Alfonso Davies, um, David uh, Buchanan. Like where were oh, man, you? Buchanan guys? was so bad. Like uh, Buchanan. Tejon Buchanan had a chance to really put himself on another level for Club Bruges, like and get out of Club Bruges. And now I'm looking at him like, dog, uh, Toronto FC needs a winger. <laughs> like, you can go play next to Insigne. I think, but it's I think like, Bruce Arena needs some help over in New England, bro. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Atlanta United might need somebody. Like, uh, you take that pace and put it, you know, put it on a on a turf field, like. I, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what was what? Whatever Canada's plan was going into this World Cup, don't ever do that again. Like, whether it be for a one-off game or for a small tournament or an inter-Canada squad battle, don't ever, ever come out with that same game plan you came out with in this World Cup because that was awful. Yeah, that was that was a rough one though. But all right, man. So there's there's we're, we have some little segments going on for this World Cup discussion. And obviously, we're going to talk about some players. And you know, I kind of, I, I kind of told Kelsey and Edward before we did this that I wanted them to have some, someone and some in mind. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Kelsey. Who is a player that you felt lost value from this World Cup? Um, I got to be honest. I didn't pick just one player. Okay. I picked a whole squad oh. because uh, it's Belgium. Oh, it's Belgium's entire team, except for Batshuayi. That's why I had that one moment of brilliance in the final game of the, uh, uh, taking the ball off the off the bounce on a long, beautifully hit ball, um, and and converting a goal, and that was the only bright spot for Belgium in the entire tournament. So he gets a pass. Well, Everybody they're, they're kills. Too they're too old yeah. to win the World Cup. So. But they're all like, I mean, you talk about there's still some guys on that squad that are still in their twenties. Like, like they were still hoping to get another contract. You know, they're so- still hoping to get another contract. You know, one of the funniest things was obviously when um, Eden Hazard decided to criticize Germany for doing their little cover their mouth uh, mm. protest for the you know for Qatar, and he's like, maybe they should have focused more on winning. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have focused more on winning. <laughs> maybe you should have focused more on the so- on the ball in front of your feet when you were practicing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Belgium. That was a huge letdown. That's a very good point there, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, that, really good one. Squad. that that entire squad just lost. Uh, that they lost value across the board. Edward, you got a player, or you got a whole collective too. <laughs> so no, no, no. I mean, I agree with Kelsey, honestly. Like I, I do agree. Um, but I I know you saw who I chose. And I mean, the only reason why I chose this is because for one, there was a lot of controversy around him. Um his own manager basically kind of set his downfall for him. Somebody that he's respected and everything, but basically, I, I'm choosing Cristiano Ronaldo. That he lost, he lost value in this World Cup for you know because of he he managed to lead. He managed to lead. Everybody was looking to him for leadership, but then it's like when the manager didn't put him in start 
for one, and then he was like a sub, and then later on he didn't even play the next game. I was just like, yeah, something must have been, something, something, something must be up. I don't know what, but something must be up. It's so, tough to say a guy who was who was on a free transfer and nobody wanted him still lost value during a World Cup, and that's tough because you. But you're right. Like I mean, truthfully, Ronaldo <laughs> was lower than Ronaldo a free transfer. More value. Yeah, <laughs> how do you lose a free transfer? <laughs> No, but even uh, then, you like even three hundred thirty million a year from from a Saudi. Team. Nah, bro, you, you gotta pay to play now. Yeah, <laughs> you pay me. No, but that's that, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's just he he is a world class player. He is in his own right, like one of the greatest. But I guess he people just look at him and they're like, oh, they're expecting him to basically be the Ronaldo from back in Man U or when he first started with Real Madrid. I'm like, dude, he's old. He can't do those moves. He can't do those chops as well as he used to. I'm like, he is fit. Yes, he is fit, but you got to think about it. Like, you got these youngsters who have the agility that can actually keep up and even more than what he can do. If anything, they can even do the same chop that he used to do. Then they can actually do it better than he can now. Because his, his Ronaldo chop, it, it, it takes him a while to get to it before. Before, it was like quick. Like, boom, that was his move. That was his chop. But now it's like, um, it's not the same anymore. And I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, Messi's the same. No, Messi's not the same either. But the thing is now Messi had the team that he needed. He needed those those young players to make those runs. You know, he needed everybody to get open so he could pass the, the ball towards the open spot, the open, the open field. And Ronaldo didn't have that. When Ronaldo would get the ball, these guys are like waiting for him to, okay, he's going to do the scissors and run and chop and... He's going to do something. Like they were waiting for him to do something. And that's not the case. So, I mean, if you notice, like the best game that Portugal played, Ronaldo didn't play. Mm hmm. That's you know, a story for Portugal the last couple of years, though. I, like, I, that, that one always bothers me, like with, with Ronaldo. Like, because you're exactly right, Edward. They, the team does watch. Like those players do watch Ronaldo when he's on the ball. But is that a Ronaldo issue or is that a, his team issue? You know, like, is it like the boy who cried wolf? Is it he's done it so many times that it's just expected of him to do it no matter what? Or are they really just like ignoring what they should be doing and just watching? And that's like the conundrum that always falls with the Ronaldo situation is they do play better without him, but like, is it Ronaldo's fault or is it their fault? Yeah, that's true. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you have like Joe Felix, you know, and I mean, he's, he, he can do his plays. But he doesn't, whenever, if you notice, whenever Ronaldo has the ball, you don't really see a lot of players going for the open space or for the run. Like, they'll stop, they'll stay on site, and just watch Ronaldo see what he's going to do, and they'll stay close by. That's it. Like, they, they, they are not opening up for him. They don't make those, those runs that, that, you know, Ronaldo does need somebody to make those runs because he's not in the same shape anymore. He's not, he's not about to make those runs. He can make the jumps. But in order for him to make those, you know, those those jumps to those headers, he needs somebody to be out there on the wing, wide open. But nobody ever goes and gets wide open. But if you notice the game that they were they were playing, um, who was the dude that scored a hat trick? It was uh, like uh, Portugal. Yeah, Gonzalo Ramos. So you know, like that game, they were all sprinting forward. They were all looking for the open space. So when Ronaldo was was in the field, like when when he he didn't even play, 
or and then when he played the games like in the knockout stages and stuff they as soon as Ronaldo would get the ball everybody was just kind of like slowing down kind of stop like there wasn't any tiki taka passing like as soon as Ronaldo had the ball he would pass it you would think okay this dude's gonna look immediately for the open man one of the guys is gonna make the run nope they would just stay still and I'm just like what the fuck are they doing like you know like Portugal is a squad they have a squad it's just they're they're relying too much on the Ronaldo star power Mm -hmm. and sadly he's not up to it right now I agree with that one. Definitely. All right. So my player that I felt that lost a lot of value. Okay. Maybe not a lot of value, but did lose value. And honestly, when you think of this guy, he, this guy one has, has yet to have found a set club to like play long term. The guy pops around from club to club almost every other season, it seems like. And he, he, this was his chance to, be be a, a a crucial player for this team, and obviously, it, it didn't. They he, he really didn't really do much help for them to continue on the World Cup, and that is Alvaro Morata. Oh, I think you your job is to score goals. Your job is to be up there, and I think that was a big issue with with Spain was while they were playing collective play, they were building, they were doing a lot of build up. They just couldn't finish. And obviously, that's on Morata. That's his. That's what his job is supposed to be: is to finish those goals. And you're already a journeyman. You'd never stay in one club for for a season or two. Um, and there's probably a reason why. And I think he showed it in this World Cup. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess you're right. You're right on that one. I mean, but it's like he's a journeyman, but he always keeps going back to wherever he was at. You know, Atletico, Juventus. And it's just, um, honestly, I think it's the playing style that Spain has right now that's just a build up. He, he's, he's kind of like that old, old school, uh, number nine. It's not like the one that they need now. No, I, I, even I, it, I agree with you on that one. But the thing is, you, there, there was no competition for him at the number nine spot. I don't think that there was anybody. That was even close to maybe like, oh yeah, that guy might start over him. Um, Danny Omo, Danny Omo, who's a cam. Well, he was at, yeah, he's a cam. He, and he started and he started most games. And he, his, yeah, he started most games. But the thing is, they he was he's a cam, but they they started him up front. Like he was literally the one that, as soon as you would see there was like a rebound, he was there to pick it up. And I so was that like, should be okay. more telling is that they'd rather go with a false nine than have an actual nine. Yeah, it, and it is it is a lot of that Spanish. Tactic, obviously, the, the false nine playing more into the possession side of things. Um, the four three three, yeah, something I wish the U.S. would have done more than instead of you know try it out on the, one game. <laughs> yeah, instead of game mm-hmm. three of the uh, the group stages, that would have been smart. Um, but yeah, like I I I think uh, Murata is, is unique in a lot of ways where he is much very much a a striker that re, you know relies on on great delivery and. To be honest, the wings that are that play for Spain right now, they're guys that aren't going to give you very much quality delivery because they're they they're getting their own goals. They're making mm-hmm. the moves to get their yeah. in the position to get their own shots because they're, that's yeah. that tiki taka Spanish side that we.
Uh, did we lose Kelsey there? I think we did. Just a little bit. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, no. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, Yeah, my internet connection just didn't say that. It's all good. Yeah, I was just saying that Murata's just a little guy. (laughs) (laughs) I got to be careful here because Spencer's Spencer's, Spencer's Bama. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer understands. Uh-oh. Spencer Spencer understands. Spencer understands. Yeah, Spencer's only gets he, it. He he's he 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 gets it. He gets it. It's okay. It's okay. And there's one battle that Spencer's had for the years. It's been him versus internet. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. So yeah. And he was like, Oh man, I'm I'm actually sitting in my car. Sam when I tell him uh, I'm in Lower Alabama. Oh no. There we go, comes <laughs> back. All right. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah. Still. But yeah, good point about about uh about the the Honestly, yeah, it does Alvaro Morata does not fit with what Spain is currently doing, and that is with the tiki talking. It is ideal to have the false nine, which is it does explain why you have Danny Olmo in there. But yeah, that's his. You know, the nine spot was his to take, and and he never took it. Um, so that's that's all I have to say for that one. But all right, we saw we talked about the guys that hurt themselves. How about the guys that improved themselves? And uh, we'll start with Edward. Who, who, who in your eyes improved their value because of this World Cup? Honestly, um, so I'm torn between three players, and ironically, it's actually um, the three Argentinian youngsters: Enzo Fernandez, um, Alexis McAllister, and Julian Alvarez. And Julian Alvarez already is pretty, doing pretty good at Man City. So, I mean, so I feel like they, they've increased their worth with that win that they did. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a lot of the plays that they did, you know, just, just individualistic, like between each other or between like him, them and Messi, it wasn't like, oh, Messi was like, oh, the star of it all. Where, no, like those plays started with Messi, but it was just like a simple pass and then they did the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would expect McAllister will not be at at Brighton any any longer. So yeah, and and, and Enzo, I I would imagine Benfica, uh, you know, Benfica is just going to lose another another <laughs> promising another player. forward. Benfica is going to continue doing what Benfica does best. Farming the, rest of the, the power five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, farming. Exactly but all right, all right, Kelsey. To you, who in your eyes improved their value from this World Cup? Uh, well, unlike Hector, I, 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 I don't have three. I have two. Um, I got the right back from Croatia, Josip Juranovic. That's a good one. Um, I, I, don't think there's, nice. I don't think there's a better right back. What he was single-handedly able to do against Vinicius, we look at just by himself. Um, absolutely amazing. And then on top of that, shutting down Akim, uh, or sorry, Akimi. And uh, Zayek in in the third place game, like fantastic as well. But then I also want to go to Morocco and look at Unahi, the midfielder there, twenty two year old playing at Angers in France. Unahi drew thirteen fouls in this World Cup, tied for second on his uh, tied tied for first on his team with fouls fouls uh, against, and that's with Hakimi. And if we saw Hakimi. Getting shipped up left and right center because he's blowing past people. Unahi was just dribbling through people in the middle. Everything in the final and in, in, in their in their uh, final game before the third place game. I I mean you could honestly say he was probably their most attacking threat from the midfield uh, during that game. And so 
I think Unahi is going to see himself onto bigger, better pastures than Angers in France. Um, and he's a 20, he's only 22, whereas Juranovic at 27 playing in Celtic. I don't know how far he goes uh, as far as beyond Celtic. Obviously, I think a Premier League squad would, would, love, to sco- would love to scoop him up, but maybe not like a big, big, huge money deal. But yeah, I think those two right now are, to me are like definitely filled players that to look out for in this transfer window in December. Those are some, right. good, some good ones right there. Yep. All, right, all right. I mean, since everybody wants to wants to go with more than just one, I'll I'll, I'll have my two. Um. So the player that I think should have won goalkeeper of the tournament, which is Dominic Levikovic, who plays for Dinamo Zagreb. Um. That dude was just lights out. That dude was a wall. I thought it was crazy that Croatia didn't call up Supasic, but clearly I'm an idiot because they know what they're doing. Um, because <laughs> Levinkovic was an amazing player. Freaking, I think, I think Modric got more fuel from the way he was playing, which continues the fountain of youth that, that, uh, Modric has. And yeah, the guy was, I would have been, I don't think that I would have been ever, ever so more confident in a player in penalties than I've ever seen with Levinkovic. Cause I mean, give props to Emmy Martinez and, and other goalkeepers. Bono, another one, another good one to mention, but. Oh, yeah. Levinkovic stopped shots. Cause I mean, you could say for Emmy Martinez, one of them hit the post. Uh, he did save one of them in the final, but Levinkovic, he stopped his shots against Japan. So, yeah, you could, you could, uh, with Emmy, I mean, did he save it or did, was it just terribly taken PK? I think. Mm -hmm. Cause it did kind of hit him in the gut. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think Levinkovic is. Should have been keeper of the tournament. So yeah, so expect expect some teams because I mean he's he's currently playing in in Dinamo Zagreb. So um, yeah, I, th- he's definitely getting getting a phone call pretty soon about coming to a Power Five league near you. Um, and the other one, this is a homer pick. The real Captain America, Tyler Adams. I mean that guy had one of the best performances I think in the World Cup. He had to. Take on some of the best midfielders in England. Okay, it's a. I mean, I, I was gonna say Wales, and but let's be honest. And I mean, he did he did very well on his own against against the Netherlands as well. He was definitely a big bright spot for for the U.S. And the fact that the team voted for him to be the captain, and thank God, Greg Berhalter didn't do that rotating captain shit again. Um, yeah, Tyler Adams, his stock is continuing to improve. I mean, since. Leaving New York, uh, New York Red Bulls to go to RB Leipzig. And now he's at, at Leeds United, which I'm sure he wants to kind of stay a little bit longer over there, but there's going to be clubs. Clubs are going to come knocking because the dude is just a proven leader. He's an amazing midfielder. He, he's not afraid to get dirty, but he's also pretty good with his feet as well. I think that Tyler Adams stock is going to be rising even more because of this World Cup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good one. Good <laughs> yes. pick, good pick. <laughs> I'd also say maybe throw Timothy Wea in there, even though I don't think Wea, I don't think he's a quiet name by any means, but I do think people overlook him. I agree. Um, I, I've, I've been on the Timothy Wea bandwagon for quite some time, uh, or I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, he has he, been. He has been. He should have been, he should have been called up in my, my eyes four years ago. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw him in the U20s, I was like, this kid's it. <laughs> Well, you see, you see him playing in France, and you see him playing. Well, at the time, he was playing for PSG, and you're just mm-hmm. like, "I'm sorry, 
You're starting at PSG with Zlatan as a striker. Like, and, and you're starting. And Di Maria is the left is a, is a left sided midfielder. Like, why is he not here? Why why is he not in this? It was like the old situation with Joe Gu before mm-hmm. the injury. Like, like mm-hmm. why is he not getting called in the U.S. squad? But. Exactly. But let's go ahead and look at these World Cup award winners. Um, so the FIFA Young Player Award was given to Enzo Fernandez. I think that kid was just the standout of the tournament when it comes. There's a lot of young players that you could say uh, for this World Cup, but I think they hit it right and hit it right, th- right hit it right here. It was Enzo Fernandez. I mean. His goal against, I think it was Mexico, was I was just like, who the hell is this kid? <laughs> and so, I think I think the only place, only way you could replace him, and this is a long shot to replace, and this is but this is the only guy I would say that you could possibly replace him would have been Jude Bellingham, as far as nineteen year old mm-hmm. young players go. Unfortunately, like for him, for for, for Bellingham, they only made it two rounds. <laughs> like, like you know, you only made it in the knockout stage. You didn't make it any further. Like sorry, bud. Also, you got exposed by Tyler Adams. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 also happens. But I mean, for you got to say for his holding role in in the midfield, he did a fantastic job mm-hmm. for what they asked him to do. For why they put Jordan Henderson out there one for one of those games, I don't know. But yeah, it's England. They're just but, as messed up as the US. I mean, this was this was your 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 player that improved the value. Yep. So I mean, you're, you're, I'm sure you're happy about this. I am. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Um, apparently, the the five penis award goes to gold. The golden glove goes to Emiliano Martinez um, for being the goalkeeper of the tournament. Like I said, I feel like uh, Levikovic should have been the winner for that one. Uh, but I mean, Emmy, dude, like crazy to think if it wasn't for <laughs> if it wasn't for Lena getting injured back in 2020, Emmy probably wouldn't be here. And I don't know if Argentina makes it here. So he's a very pivotal player for Argentina. I don't think anybody can can argue that for uh for Argentina. He's an he's an interesting character, man. I mean, the fact that he his his thought process was like, "Hey, look, this trophy. Let me put it on my dick." And <laughs> like that just let me let me, ah. let me air hump it. Let me let me just yeah in front of a sheik. Um, so it was an interesting choice of of of, of him, but. He's an interesting person, man. Uh, the only person I know from Argentina that has a British accent. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, just an amazing comeback. Uh, well, not maybe, not maybe comeback story, but just an amazing story for him that all started from Leno getting injured in a Brighton match. So, yeah. and most impressive, he had the Argentinian flag in his hair. I don't and maintained know how- it. Oh, yeah. It stayed there. Yeah, like and, it- and the yellow sun was stayed yellow. That's the impression. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Edward, thoughts on, on Emmy Martinez? I mean, need I say more? You said it all. I mean, he's just a bro, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that dude, that dude, uh, that dude is... Most likely, you know what? That's going to be his yearbook. Most likely to still giggle at 69. <laughs> most likely to chug a beer out of something random. The glove. <laughs> <laughs> like, the palm. You know, like, he's- He's gonna he's gonna do a booty with uh, with the golden boot. Uh, he's gonna borrow that from Mbappe and and then do a booty with the golden boot. Oh my god! Or a shoey. Sorry, a shoey. That's what they're called. A shoey. That's what it's called. A shoey. Well, before we get to the shoey, the golden ball award given to, which I don't know why this this is exactly how I, I read it in the article. They they gave the the golden ball for the best player award was of course Lionel Messi. I don't. 
I don't think I can argue with it. I think Messi, you know, going into the final was tied with Mbappe with goals scored. And I, you know, obviously he's been a crucial playmaker for the team. So I don't think that this is, I think this is a very fitting award. It's great to think that last time Messi received the Golden Ball Award, it was after losing to Germany in the World Cup final. Yeah, but, I remember that. His, 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 his walk, bro. Like, honestly, it was the most awkward. His, his walk it was, it was and Mbappe's walk. No, it was like literally, literally Mbappe's walk too. I was like, man, I, was like, I, I felt, I felt that. That hurt. I legit was like, bro, like, I feel you. Like, it just, it hurt to see them go through that. Even Mbappe, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's why I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, definitely a, diff- a different situation here. And then, of course, the golden boot going to Kylian Mbappe. Like I said, Messi and Mbappe were tied at goals going into the final, and it took a hat trick for Mbappe to surpass Messi. I there was a moment where I thought Messi could probably score a hat trick as well in this game, which yeah. that would have just that, that would have just been like me. okay. <laughs> that kind of scared me because obviously you remember Piers Morgan's interview where he essentially jerked off Cristiano Ronaldo, was talking about Argentina and Portugal in the final. Messi gets two goals. Ronaldo scores a hat trick t- to win the World Cup, which I'm like, Jesus Christ, talk about stroking somebody's eagle. But <laughs> he almost yeah. got it right. He just got the wrong team. And also mm-hmm. the, the person that scored the hat trick lost. So, yeah. So Piers Morgan, quite the story, quite the fortune teller there. Um, yeah, but yeah. Oh, speaking of fortune, speaking of fortune tellers, what about that viral tweet that's been going around that the dude seven years ago actually said Messi at 34 years old will win the World Cup, and he's like, "Get back to me in seven years." I don't know how strong those things are. It's like that guy that like apparently predicts all the all the all every coin flips. Yeah, all the coin flips. That was just. I don't know how strong that thing is, but Kylian Mbappe, man, like I said, man, he's only twenty three years old. Um, that dude's oh, gonna, gonna break. He's, he's gonna, gonna break. Over. He, he's gonna he's break, gonna some break records, the records. He's gonna. He's gonna kick ass, man. Like I don't even know how, how else to say. I love how Giroud took over the the goal scoring lead in this World Cup from for for France. Like it's 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 fitting that it was the most like unsuspecting person to pass Thierry Henry for France's all time goal scoring lead because it's not gonna last very long. It's going to be Mbappe's in less than four years. Like by the time the next World Cup rolls around, Mbappe will already have the goal scoring title in his name because he's already, I believe, fourth on the list. So he's not far behind. Which is crazy. To think. He's only yeah, twenty three. Like, he's only twenty three. Like that's like the thing I think, that like I I can't emphasize enough on is that the guy's only twenty three years old. And I mean, him, him, he and Messi are tied, right? Like they're tied for the for that. For what? For the goals, the goals are for their for their international countries for the World Cup. Are they? Yeah, I think I it's like about, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm not looking at that. I'm not researching that up. But but I mean, now yeah, Mbappe. Like I said, we're gonna see playing more of Mbappe. Um, it'll be fun to see if Norway somehow finds maybe maybe Holland pulls a Ronaldo and takes Norway into feats that, that their country's never seen before either. So maybe. maybe. So I mean. Because that's gonna that that will make the rivalry a little bit more fun, but yeah, man, those. Uh, are the, I was but, gonna ask you. I was like, okay, so let me ask you this: Do you think that maybe, just maybe, Holland might be able to take Norway all the way into the like the UEFA, the champions, the the Euro, the Europa champions, like the 
you know, when they do you, the, you mean the, the Euro? Under, yeah, the Euro. <laughs> the oh, the Europa Champions League. Oh, you yeah, talk, no, oh. you talk about the uh, you talk about the the Euro the Nations. Oh, the yeah. Nations League trophy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, are we going to value the Nations League? I, I just, I just need to, at this point, are we, are we putting value to that trophy? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, like, Norway would. <laughs> no, I mean, Norway, would. exactly. <laughs> no, no. I, you know yeah. what? I, sh- I shouldn't speak bad about Norway. Norway doesn't have a bad young squad. Let's think oh, about they have a, they they have have under 27 of... right now. They they got a pretty fantastic squad under 27. They're just all under 27. <laughs> I mean, their captain is 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 uh, Martin Odegaard. He's probably their older player. 25? Yeah. At 25, uh, Odegaard is the old man of the team, which that's that just feels weird to say. But, I mean, I guess I think I think with what, what's coming up with Norway and you throw in Erling Haaland into that mix, yeah, I think you can see, you could possibly see um, Norway, may, I don't know about winning any trophies, but I can see Norway definitely being seen, and I think Holland's gonna—I don't know about breaking any international records, but definitely he's gonna break some Norway records. Yeah, I mean, I, so, I, here's the big thing about Norway: World Cup expands next time around, so Norway probably gets in. I mean, this at this point, it's guaranteed that I'm going to cry in the 2026 World Cup because El Salvador might make it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, I am going to be <laughs> and the cantor. Victor's driving to wherever the like, Tur- El Salvador plays. If it's Toronto, we'll be seeing Hector on, in, in Toronto. <laughs> only to lose, actually- only to lose twelve to one. <laughs> oh my god! No, there, there's actually so there's actually this this girl that I follow on Instagram, and she's actually like a freestyler. She actually went to all 64 games. Okay, so this year it was actually possible because yeah. they were yes. all within a 16-mile square. But what was exactly. impressive is that she was a woman. And so, and no, but I mean... To death. A woman yeah, in guitar. No. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you guys went there. I was not even thinking about that until... <laughs> are, are, but are we wrong? That's the, Here's the thing. We went there, but are we wrong? I'm not even going to... Hopefully she had security. Gonna. Uh, we've been, we've already made fun of the fact that Emmy Martinez had his whole bro moment in front of a sheik. Like he almost got kicked out of the country during the awards ceremony. I can, like, I can see I can see Emmy saying, "Hey, look, it looks like I have five penises." So, <laughs> hey, look, I got a glove for my dick. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> hey, get this sick picture. <laughs> but all get right, move, you got a glove. Moving on, man. Right, like, so, give me a lo- give me a give me a low five. <laughs> Oh man! Give it to me, Sheik. What? Oh man! I can't believe I just jumped in. Ah, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. I don't know why I did that. I was fine. Dame o mano. Such great influences on you, Edward. Uh, All right, man. Uh, here's some here's some uh, some final thoughts on the World Cup, man. So, for you guys, in in your guys' perspective, what was the goal of the tournament for you guys? The goal of the tournament, Rich. Oh yes. I had to say it first. I didn't want to let Edward have it. Ah, you asshole. I mean, I have to. I have to say, mine's is Enzo. For, the Enzo Fernandez of who the fuck is this guy? And thank God he scored a goal on Mexico. So, <laughs> oh uh, speaking of Mexico, um, Chavez is free kick for Mexico. Not a t- not not a bad one to have on there either. Was, oh, that's a good one. Was, um, but yeah, I think I think Richarlison the the bike against Serbia. 
the bicycle scooter. Edward, is that yours? Yeah. That's That's not like mine. <laughs> All right. Um, game of the tournament. Final. The game of the tournament. The final, man. The final is legit. The final? If I don't yeah. take the final, then I'm going to say... Japan. And... Oh, God. Who did they play in the first round of the knockout stages? Germany? The penalties. Oh, no. uh, Croatia. Croatia, yeah, Japan and Croatia. Oh, that, yeah. That's a good one. I am going to say, uh, actually, it also involves Japan. It, it's, it's against the Japan Germany game. I think no one saw it. I mean, there was the whole Argentina Saudi Arabia upset, but I think a lot of people overlooked Japan. I think we love Japan. I think everybody can just say, I don't think anybody can say they hate Japan, uh, unless you're, unless you're from North Korea. But I mean, like, or this China. was, or China. Um, I think you love the culture, you love the jerseys. They always, I think the best jerseys always come from Japan. Um, like, I mean, Japan always brings the it. Nickname? Blue Samurais? The Blue Samurais. The fans are amazing. I wish, I wish we were the Blue Samurais. I, uh, the fans are awesome. I mean, the fact that they like after every match they they clean they clean the stadium. That was just that was just super cool. I mean, you can't hate Japan. No one can. Hate I couldn't Japan. be a Japanese fan. I'm sorry. I couldn't be a fan <laughs> for Japan. Like you're telling me I have to stay after and clean up. Nah, man. I pay somebody for that. Like that's part of my ticket fee to, to play a guitar. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> The players clean their lockers. I mean, I'm that sure that part, that part I could get behind being a player cleaning up after yourself because you got to take care of what you got. But like as a fan, you're paying for those seats. Somebody better clean up after. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the Qatar cleaning staff was very was very angry that they didn't continue on the World Cup. Um, but Edward, what was your game of the tournament? My game of the tournament. Hmm. That's a tough one, honestly. You know what? You know what? My game of the tournament. Because I feel like this is the one that was like the South Korea one, the last one that they did before the group stages. Oh, South Korea, Portugal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because because I I, I I then that's when they were like they announced like they they go they go ahead and mm-hmm. Sun uh, Son was just overwhelmed. I was like, bro, like that that oh, I felt that well, it was like watching. It was like watching a little kid. Just mind you, this dude is like he's 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 our age. I believe he's our age. I think he's like twenty eight, right? Twenty nine. He's already so, served his country's military service too. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So like for him to go through all that, and then for them, for all of them to just go through that experience and to actually make it out of the group stages like that, uh, man. Especially just, in their group, man. Especially in that group. Yeah, I know, bro. Uh, that's that's where I was just like, bro, they they really they need it. Like they they needed it. They needed it. Yeah. You know what? Uh dang, I, I, I completely forgot this game and, and it it should definitely be mentioned, and that is Ghana's revenge against against Argentina. I mean Uruguay. Oh, yeah. Ghana's revenge on Uruguay. I mean, they both didn't continue on out of the group, but I mean for them to be the reason why Uruguay did not continue on in the World Cup. You knew they wanted that revenge. They didn't even acknowledge Luis Suarez. Like, 
you knew that they were coming in like, hey, we may not make it to the next round, but we'll make sure you definitely don't go in. <laughs> yeah. I, let's be honest. I mean, that's, man. Some guys lost their future in football in that because of that game. So mm-hmm. I don't blame them for not. Oh, the thing is, if I was in Suarez's shoes, I would have done the same exact thing that he did. And I don't say that about Luis Suarez very often, but I would have done the same exact thing that Suarez did in the last World Cup uh, again. And that is 100% throw my body on line. If it's, I trust my goalkeeper, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we got it. I agree. All right. I think, I think we all, I think we know Kelsey's, but Kelsey, what's your biggest disappointment as far as this team? Belgium. But it's just Belgium by a little bit. Uh, uh, USA could be a sneaky disappointment just because of all the drama. Mm-hmm. Our biggest disappointment team? Biggest disappointment team. Honestly, I, I think I have to stick with Belgium too. Right. I was thinking, I'll, be on, I'll be honest, I was thinking Mexico, but then I, like, I have to remember they don't even have a fucking number nine. They didn't have a striker at all. Well, they did. He's just coming off of brain surgery. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like I mean, like, legit didn't have anybody like to play up there. I mean, like you would think, I would think Raúl You know, like that would be that the number nine, but they didn't even have that. Yeah, because they got eliminated. Um, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with Belgium as well. Dude. I'm with Belgium as well. Uh, Close, and also throw Germany up there as a, a, throw a, a Germany. Honorable, honorable mention to all of that. I think Canada, you can say, was a disappointment. I mean, yeah, it's their, their first World Cup in a long time. They finally scored their first World Cup goal, but I mean, at what cost? Because I mean, they, they got completely obliterated. You know, yeah, I mean, the games were close, but still, man, like, the, what you were, what you thought with what they had, I, I think the names that Canada provided, you know, with Alfonso Davies, Kyle Lahren, Jonathan David, like those guys, you're, you expect them to at least be more exciting. And they, they literally just were flat, um, every single game. So yeah, Canada was also a very, a big disappointment. Um, especially because they, they won the, I mean, to be honest, when it comes to World Cup qualifying, especially in CONCAP, I can give two, I can give a rat's ass of whether or not you finish it first. Just get out, get in that third place spot. Yeah. Get the automatic qualification. I don't care. And, and honestly, I don't care about you know qualification for Concav anyways because the US is automatically in anyways because of the hosting duties. But but yeah, so but easiest move, 2026 qualification ever. Yep. Just get ready for Cup America. Uh but uh biggest surprise, Edward, biggest surprise team. Um Morocco. That's a good one. Kelsey? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, if not Morocco, which would be one of my biggest surprises, obviously, African team being up there. Um, I was going to say, I'm just going to stick with Japan other than Morocco. Okay. Uh, besides Morocco, I, I would say Croatia. I did not expect them to go to come back, you know, just back to back World Cups, I think is, is difficult as a champion, but to be the team that lost and almost was one game away from going back to the World Cup and at, at a rate where it looked like you were going to be going to penalties every single time like they did in the last World Cup. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if Croatia can even handle any more of this. But yeah, any more dude, of that turmoil? Oh my God, dude. I, I was like, poor Modric. How many extra, t- how many times do they have to go to extras? 
Right. So Fuck. Croatia was a big surprise for me. Um, most fun team to watch, Kelsey. Oh man. Um This is tough. There were some fun teams to watch that are just like more like corny fun. Like obviously Japan. Uh, Japan wasn't the most exciting team to watch. Let's be honest. That was not the most exciting games to watch, but fun to talk about. Um, most fun team to watch. You know what? I'm going to say France. France honestly was probably the most fun team to watch play just because they always scored and nine times out of 10, their opponent would end up scoring one. So like they didn't really keep clean sheets to say the least. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say France's games were really fun to watch. Okay, Edward. Um, honestly, Brazil. It's I, I start. I started getting that Joga Bonito kind of vibe to it. Like I'm, 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 a, I'm a second on that one. Brazil. Yeah. I mean, we're Salvadorians. We always root for Brazil. So, <laughs> well, hey, well that, it's that, not. That, no, no. I mean, Korea I mean, game was that Korea game was something else that was impressive to watch. The the the, yeah. da- the dancing, all of that was it was just fun to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah. vintage plus, Brazil. Plus the English announcers being pissy about that. Oh, that was the greatest moment. <laughs> oh, I was I was all for with Roy Keane. Like, <sighs> don't dance, man. You're at the World Cup. You just scored a goal. Your name's Richarlison. You play for Everton. You can dance all you want because this is the only dancing you're getting this season. And and, yeah. and uh, on top of that, there this is also the same country that has Peter Crouch doing the freaking robot. So yeah, yeah I don't want to. I, I don't want to hear from any English announcers about their dancing. At Wait, least, you play, know what? At least Brazilian players have well, rhythm. I mean, you know what? I'm pretty sure Richardson doesn't want to r- remind himself that he's going back to Tottenham. So yeah, I was about to say I was like he's going back to Tottenham, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's not Tottenham now. My bad. Yeah, I mean he's still not going to win anything. But same thing. It's the same concept, just a darker color blue. And he, oh, he plays in a toilet bowl now. Oh my god, you guys! All right, funniest moment. Funniest moment. Yeah. Charleston getting uh, getting the Brazil manager to dance. Yes, yeah. that might be my funniest moment of the. Of the I was thinking. I was legit thinking that one right now. Okay. Yeah. No, I like. I legit was thinking oh, okay, about that, that one too. All right, I got yeah, two. I mean, I got two for this one. Um. I thought it was funny that Harry Kane, before they went into the the semifinal, the promo was how like what was his inspiration? His inspiration was Tom Brady and how he talked about how he's this big football fan, uh, American football fan, and he ends up sending the sending the second penalty over the crossbar. <laughs> so I was like, that was the worst time to have a one on one player segment with him, and I was like, all right. Damn. The worst part was the announcers just before that. And Harry Kane is known for his accuracy on penalty kicks, not missing the single one for England up till this point. Yeah, the, it's good. the commentator's curse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and my other one, and I just I I thought it was just kind of funny how with the with the rules that Qatar have, especially when it comes to women and, and their dress codes, and Miss Croatia just being the the attention of of everybody, and then obviously she's she ended up saying that if Croatia were to have won the World Cup, she would get naked, and I'm sure a lot of people got excited about that. Um, so Miss Croatia, yeah. also one of the funniest moments in the World Cup because you could. Oh tell, no, 
um, I was going to say, I was like, did you not see the the final of, our, like, of the World Cup with our Argentinian girlfriend? Like, they were wearing, I don't know if they were wearing pasties or what the fuck that was, or paint. But they legit just took off their shirts and they were just brawling. It's like nothing. No, I didn't see that. Uh, well, we found out Edward was watching the uncut version of the World Cup last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Edward. So, uh, bon- all right, there's, there's a bonk for Edward. What? Why? <laughs> Y'all talking about Miss Croatia being na- naked? You, you know, on the topic of Miss Croatia, you know who was missing from the World Cup this year that never misses World Cups was the Dutch orange women. Oh. So the oh. Netherlands always travels with these women clad in the bright orange color for for the Netherlands, and they are very. You talk about wearing pasties; they've worn on painted on jerseys with pasties and things like that before at World Cups. But they're always in the stands. This year they weren't there. You know, not that now that you hmm. mentioned it, we didn't have a streaker. Yeah, we did. That's true. There was a streaker? Oh, that's there right. The, flag, the dude with the flag. Yep. And uh, he so. got crushed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah but so. he but was he I thought he just had that shirt uh the one about love. Uh, he, he, he was running around right. with a flag, but I mean, yeah. No, that, but yeah. Forgot about he had that. Shirt, his shirt, it was the, the one love shirt and all that. All right. Moment of the tournament. Messi. Moment of the tournament, Messi. Basically, Messi. like the, yeah, the Messi lifting up the World Cup. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I've 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 been saying it plenty of times now in this episode, and I mean, if you watch it in Spanish, you can feel the hearing the emotion in it from from uh, uh, Cantor was one thing, but. To see the video of oh the, the TikTok the oh. the video of him. Reacting to that in that moment, that that's why I tell people, bro, this it's it's so much more than a game. Um, and like I said, man, this you could see what it meant to him. This guy that is from Argentina moves to the U.S. and to see his country win the win the World Cup. Um, after so many years, after so many years, yeah, in his lifetime, but like so many years going back to when Maradona lifted it, um. And for him to be one of the most iconic announcers, 40? 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. One of the most okay, iconic I'm, announcers in, 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 in soccer. I'm getting tear right now, you bastard. Yeah, yeah it is. You assholes. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a powerful moment. And I think that was, to me, the moment of the tournament. Yeah. yeah. It's just too hard not to be. I mean... Again, Disney Channel is ready to pay a couple billion dollars for this story. We're gonna have the the movie. We're gonna have the ESPN thirty the for thirty. The the last yeah. We're gonna, apparently there's also gonna we might have a love movie about Messi and his wife because apparently they have like one of the greatest love stories of all time. Apparently, is what we're, all I know is Messi has a really adorable uh, Tibetan mastiff that is huge and bigger than Messi. And the sweetest looking dog in the world. Like he probably could eat Messi, but like, yeah, Messi. Like the most adorable I, dog I love Messi's dog. <laughs> yeah, no, but the thing is, like, the I mean, going back to like his wife and stuff, of like they've been sweethearts since they were literally kids. That's what I'm saying. It's like apparently there's also so you can also have a Hallmark movie about Messi. 
Just be we don't know what we don't know we don't know we don't know we don't know what happened behind closed doors. I'm just saying this is really sweet that he ended up being with his sweetheart for oh God knows yeah. how long. It's the Atomic Flea is his nickname, so it, the movie's name could be the Atomic Flea that could, <laughs> or the Flea uh, that fled. What the Flea no. that fled? The Flea no. that fled. He he Stop. fled to go play better to go play play football ah. where somebody would pay for his genetic enhancements. All right, before we before making, we making go, him sound like Wolverine over there, Chelsea. <laughs> well, right. what else do you call it? Height treatment? Like you literally got injected to get taller and bigger. He all right, so he, before, did, he didn't he didn't he didn't go through the treatment like Kyle did in South Park. All right, no, no you're right. He went through worse. He might have had his legs <laughs> broken, extended, and then put back together for all we know. Uh, before we go, before we go into the break, uh, I will. I, I'm going to announce the winner of the Run Your Pool Challenge uh, for Insert Name FC, and the winner is Blaine Napier, um, which is funny because he just really just straight up just entered it, didn't think much of it, didn't think he was even going to win it, and he turns out to win it. So. Don't give me that, Blaine. I know how you work. I, I watch you play fantasy football. He's like you. Is he's like. He's the guy that enters the game and like you're just like, oh yeah, you know, I don't really know this sport. Secretly, he's researched it to the ad nauseum and he's like, I know exactly who's gonna win. Yeah, but he actually wins. I always choke at the end. So Yeah, no. Well, so I forgot that we had to pick our group stages separately from our knockout stage. So I picked my group stage. I was good. I was number one in your in, in the bracket. And um then Thanks. I got to pick my knockout stage. And uh, mess that up completely. Thanks. But yeah, so congratulations, Blaine. Um, jersey has has been put on order, but obviously, um, Argentina jerseys are 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 okay. extremely it'll, it'll backward. Be six to eight months, Blaine. It'll be okay. <laughs> They'll be extremely backward, so that's going to be a pleasant surprise when that ever shows up. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll it'll show up during Christmas, the Christmas uh, belly up holiday. Also, next, it is the updated Argentina jersey, so it it will have the three stars. So. Yeah. Did you get in the purple one or the regular one? The, the regular one. The, the, oh. I don't, they weren't no. selling. They weren't selling the purple one. Should have got Blaine the purple one. But why would hey, you man, want to give him the purple one? I can get one. myself my uh my Guy Fieri like, Belgium jersey one. though. <laughs> I wanted the I wanted the other Belgium jersey, the one that they had to like redo and take off the word love off of it. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that. They didn't, I oh, forgot they awesome, had that. Funniest thing ever. Mexico never got to wear that. They're, their white jersey. Yeah. So. Suck it. Yeah. Probably the cleanest jersey out of all. Honestly, out of all the Adidas jerseys they put out this year, that might have been one of the cleanest ones. I mean, Adidas won in the jersey department this year because Nike. Yeah, but it wasn't know. hard. Yeah, I mean, although Nike. although Francis Francis kit didn't look bad. That that was actually one of Edward's uh, three ups. Was actually that. Yeah, England's England's uh, light blues weren't bad either with the collar. But all right, man. So we're gonna go ahead and take a. Well, we're gonna take a musical break because obviously oh. Edward, Edward's gonna have a dun, performance dun, dun. as as we're dun. going into our our announcement of the 2022 Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. Please don't listen to this. No, Do listen, listen to it. Listen, listen real good. Maybe twice. Oh, Jesus.
can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Music loud. Women moan. I've kicked around since I was born, and now it's alright. It's okay. And you may look the other way. We can't try to understand the New York Times effect on men. Mother, you're a mother. Your mother, your mother. You're staying alive. Staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody shaking. Staying alive. Staying alive. Ha 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 ha. Staying alive. Staying alive. Ha 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 ha. Staying alive. Oh, 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 oh. Jesus. <clears throat> well, now I get low and got high and nearby the kid either. I really try. Got the wings of heaven on my shoes. I'm a dancing man, and I just can't lose. You know it's alright. It's okay. I look to see another day. We can try to understand the New York Times effect on men. Whether you're a brother, whether you're a lover, stay alive, staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody shaking. Staying alive, staying alive. Ha 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 ha. Staying alive, staying alive. Ha ha ha.
life going nowhere. All right, man. The 2002, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The 2022 Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch has an amazing apparel line that is all partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and they also do some stuff with the NCAA. One of the things that I have definitely fell in love with In the Clutch is that they have done some some shirts with the old school World Cup logos going all the way back to 2002. Last one, I the one I saw. And so gave me some nostalgia because obviously those are some World Cups that definitely have defined my childhood. Um, so, but amazing shirts, man. Amazing fits. Um, they got a lot of great stuff, especially if you're a Nationals fan right now. Um, go ahead and check that out. And I got, I had to get it because I saw it and it's the, it was the, it's called soccer shirt. Um, obviously <laughs> celebrating the tie that the U.S. had with England, but I had to get one. Um, I love the shirts. They're very comfortable, amazing fit. They do pass the gut test. Um, so if you guys use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off on your purchase. Once again, in the clutch.com, use the code insert name at checkout. But yeah, man, the Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award, the second, Installment of this award, man, this coveted award that me and Edward have, have deemed more worthy than the, than the ball in the war. Um, cause we're not rigged. Uh. Although we could be rigged. We definitely Just could be rigged. Actually, as a call a it, fact, and, uh, Edward yeah, really yeah. does decide the winner of this award. Uh, just, just <laughs> drop a, drop a bag of money on Edward's front porch and say, split it with your, your, your team. <laughs> this, this award is definitely the award that Edward Picks the most because I think Edward takes because I be, I I, 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 I get random consistent. ass players and Edward consistently picks the same guys throughout the whole year. Yep. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Isn't that right? Yes, yeah. sir. That's right. Meanwhile, so whoever wants to send I'm, me I'm, money. Meanwhile, I'm checking this <laughs> this hat trick from the Belgium league. <laughs> but obviously, you know. This is obviously a correlation of all the players of the week that we have done throughout the year. We don't do it based on the season. Uh, we like to stick to that tradition, unlike the ball and the war, even though it's probably, probably more fair that we do that that way than, than honestly, but who cares? But yeah, so we're going to go and go down from the, the, the runner ups and then we'll go to the winner, even though I think we have spoiled the winner plenty of times at this point. But in third place is actually a three way tie between Hungman Sun, Lionel Messi, and Gabriel Jesus, all with three votes apiece. So, it's crazy. They get I, a piece I, of chocolate. Also, I believe Edward all voted. I think Edward voted for all these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Think I, picked, so, I think I think I picked Gabby Jesus once. <laughs> so, so we we send we send a piece of chocolate found underneath Edward's couch, right? <laughs> That's what we send to the third place winner. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll give I'll him one of Edward's uh, pops. The, no, the no, one, you know what? No, you know what? No, no, the winner. No, no, that's what the winner gets. That's what the winner gets. The, we can't the, give all of his pops away. The what you call it? No, no, no. Um, you guys seen Tropic Thunder, right? Oh God, where's this going? I don't want to acknowledge <laughs> this, but sure, we'll go forward uh, with this. Uh, <laughs> I'll send. I'll send the third place a, a busting nut. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was mad about our jokes earlier. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> or Emmy, you and Emmy need to get together. I guess is what was what we're hearing. 
Oh, man. All right. I was I was not kidding about the one of us comment anymore. <laughs> one of us, one of us. All right. Uh, second place. Who wins a can of uh, booty juice? I'm sure Edward would have tried to, his hardest to find a way to pick him during the World Cup. And with five votes, Erling Haaland. So yep. runner-up once again in the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. It's a it's, Damn, it's pretty, just and once again like Edward voted all five of these votes were from Edward. So <laughs> that's where we yeah, are. I, I I didn't even pick these guys when I came on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edward's very consistent about who he picks. Um yep. but yeah, man, so before we get Russian, we, we announce before we announce our, our winner of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. The things that all the values of of what means to be a Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year award, which I mean, there's only been one winner, but still, it is. Everyone's got to vote you like a shit ton of times. That's literally the the only way you get into this thing. There's not really a a quality. I mean, Edward literally has like picked a guy for scoring a bad asshole. That has literally been something Edward has said in, yes. this, in this episode. In an episode, he's like, "Yeah, I picked this guy because his goal was kind of cool." They yeah, lost, yeah, but they yeah. the goal was really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, there are some weeks that that's probably the only criteria to pick a player of the week in some of the some of these boring, more boring weeks of the year. Which yep, is very exactly. fair. But you know, is, the only thing I'm missing is like, oh, his celebration after the goal was sick. That that it, once you hit that point, that's when maybe we need to rethink the criterion. <laughs> but obviously, we we named this award after Roosevelt Spencer, who has been the most dependable, most reliable. Uh, person in this podcast. I'm sure if, if he was playing on the field, everyone would find a way to vote for him for, for player of the week every single time. And so, without further ado, Kelsey, would you, would you like to announce the winner? I'm, I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it to the professional. All right. Edward, that's you. Me? <laughs> you said his name a bunch, so yeah, it's you. You literally said his All name right. like six times. <laughs> oh God! Damn! All right, <clears throat> let me prepare myself right here. Because remember, if my voice is anything like my singing voice, we in for a bunch of problems now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ten hours later. All right. So the winner of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award and the winner of a can of booty juice and bust nut is. Robert Lewandowski. Back to back. <laughs> back to back. Six with six votes so far for this. For this you season, haven't won so. a Bond or yet, but you won the Roosevelt's. But you, <laughs> you've won. You got two cans of booty I, I, spray I, and two no, cans no, of busted booty night, juice. Like. Booty juice. Sorry, booty two juice. Candy two cans of busted nut. No, no, two candy two bars, a busted nut. Busted nut's like a Snickers, just with a bunch of nuts. Is that basically what a Snickers bar is? I mean, they that also what, have. I don't know. Isn't that what a whatchamacallit is? Or a Nuts Travaganza? What is it? A uh, uh, hundred grand? Uh, no, I'm paying a hundred grand for that. No, I mean, it's a candy <laughs> bar, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. I just, I don't know why I just thought about the, that, that, that scene from The Office where <laughs> Michael starts oh, listing chocolates. You mean, you, mean, you mean he's like, he's like, He's like, you know, you get to invent a thingamabob or a thingamajig, or and he pulls it out. Oh, what you call it? Oh, what you call it? 
And, I was like, and if you oh do these God. things, you'll get a 100. <laughs> he, he, he had it right. He had it right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Man, yeah, congratulations. Has, has got to hate your guys' package when you send it. <laughs> like, oh, this sucks. He's well, going to get a picture of me smiling and holding and having a thumbs up. All melted and, and <laughs> well, not covered. Now, now with this, not with the ice that's coming through. I was like, now with this cold weather, if anything, it's going to be like a nougaty, nutty. Wow, that's he, some horrible. He, he, plays in, he plays in Barcelona. It's not going to be, it's going to be super warm. No, well, by the time it gets there, yeah. But no, he, not through he, here. He's got he's to gotta accept the fact that Poland couldn't couldn't go far in the World Cup because he got destroyed by France. And then, yeah. then he's like, the hell's the Roosevelt Spanish Player of the Year award? <laughs> this is going to be, be a melted mess of chocolate and nougat and nuts. And wait, this wait. little thing that looks like Edward with his thumbs up. Who is this Roosevelt? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. But he also gets a, a gift card to Chick-fil-A if they have one over there. <laughs> Man, I want the gift card for Chick-fil-A. Hold up now. Can we vote for me? For <laughs> well, time out here, can we? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What are we, what are we giving a, what, what are we giving, what are we giving the Chick-fil-A gift card? <laughs> well, I mean, okay. we You got to put it, it on the paper. You got to put it on the card. We, like, you can only use this if you take us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The stipulation must bring these four people. It's going to be us three and Roosevelt. <laughs> that boy Spence would be like, "Damn, this is live. This is gonna be fucking badass. Fucking hanging out with no dusty. We're just gonna be sitting there like so two times. Two times. Two time player of the two year. Time. Word, huh? <laughs> you might take a picture. We're trying to get Lewandowski to eat a spicy chicken sandwich. He's gonna be like, what this? Okay, here we go. I mean, he probably he probably picked up Spanish a little bit. <laughs> you, guys like, serve, you guys don't serve vodka in Poland." <laughs> no, yeah, he, he actually speaks English really well. Uh, yeah. I just make mess mess around. He's because he, you know spicy chicken sandwiches those aren't those aren't normal in the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. But all right, congratulations um, to Robert Lewandowski for being the Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year Award winner for the second time in a row. We're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll wrap this show up with three up, three down. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this sponsor break. All right, man. Three up, three down. That person, Christmas and New Year's edition. Um, well, Spencer didn't send me one because obviously he works nice now for Boeing. So, uh, Kelsey, do, would you like to go first? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Which one are we doing first? Three up or three down? Uh, three we're down. Doing three down. And then, uh, Edward, you, you going to go second or you want me to go second? Yeah, I can go second. All right. All right. All right. So, the person who brings all the healthy food and makes you feel bad for not wanting the quinoa instead of pudding. That, oh, yeah. Fuck that person. Yeah. Uh, the person who can't cook but always insists on bringing their world-famous recipe and wonders why it hasn't been touched. Also, it could be the healthy person from the first one as well. That can be awkward because you don't know if you should like 
should I should I at least like take a bite or that sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of that episode of, of Friends when uh, fucking Rachel decided to make that truffle, and she got like two pages stuck together. So she made like a meatloaf kind of truffle. Oh yeah. And Joey loved it. Yeah. Yeah, and Except Joe, nobody loves a, it. There's no Joey has, in this yeah. scenario. Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. And just just it's, looking at it, like I won't even eat that. And he's and then like it's like this is how you actually make it look like you you rub your belly, you smile, and you say, "Mmm, it's good." And that's the best way to pull it off. Become really well fed during those days, and the trash gets taken out a whole lot more during those days. And you get a lot more trash. That's true. There you go. Uh, All right, and then the last one: the one who cries too much in your personal life. I really wanted you to know, Karen. I would have told you already. God damn it! So, like the why are you so single still? Or when are you going to have kids? Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I got a dog. That's good enough. I don't need that in my life. Well, I mean, you already have kids. So. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I don't need that in my life. I'm, I'm in the wrong step. You know, first you got to get the girlfriend, then have the kids. I hey, don't have don't a girlfriend. Judge on which which way you go about it. Just because grandparents don't judge, they're just like, "Hey, you gave us grandchildren. Thank you." Yeah, that's pretty much that's exactly pretty how accurate. my parents are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My grandparents. If I if I just if I adopted a kid and never like. My grandparents, my mom and my dad and my grandma would love me to death because I gave them a grandchild. As it is, they love my dog more than me. So that's the system. Damn. All right, Edward. All right. So number three, bringing in, bringing the friend starts hitting all your relatives. Oof. Yeah. I mean, it's granted, you're like, okay, cool. If you hit like on one, cool. That means you're just, you're legit. But then if you start hitting on all of the fucking females or if it's a female, it's on males. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, really, bro? Like, damn, you really try not to be, you, you really try not to be alone this Christmas, huh? So, you know. Try to be alone next Christmas, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck my, my fucking shit. <laughs> you, you ain't invited, dog. <laughs> Ah, but yeah, so that one, that one right there. And then number two, uh, honestly, I kind of have to go with, with, uh, with Kelsey on this one. Like the person who keeps prying on your life of like, every, like, so like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have a girlfriend? When are you going to, you know, have kids? Or are you going to have it? And for me, it's always, when are you going to have more kids? I'm like, uh, the fuck? I was like, Jesus I need to Christ, find you got twins. First. How much more do you want? <laughs> no, no. The thing, thing is with me, I'm like, I gotta find somebody first, you know? Like, I gotta find somebody who's worth it. But nah, I ain't. I, years. Yeah, right? I'm like, oh, I'll let you know. I was like, don't worry about <laughs> I'm it. I'm eligible now. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I mean, I, 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 nah, like, truthfully, if I find somebody right, yeah, I got you. Uh, I, I don't mind having like one or two more kids. Like, I really wouldn't, you know? It's cool. But right now, like I just gotta, I, I just, I just, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm gonna stick with the right one this time around. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure. Um, all right. And then number one, all right. Number one, and Hector, I think you know where I'm about to go with this. Um, number I one, no is, what you're going with this? What you mean, dude? You were part of this shit, man. We grew up with this. Number one is. The drunk relatives who tries to fight everyone. Oh, okay, yeah, that's totally. Oh, I can't relatable. believe I forgot that one. That's totally related. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's a, that's that needs to go on my list. 
I yeah, can so a person with that. <laughs> you can bunch it up together. Won, I, I already, I already want to fight the curtain. Maybe I am. No, you know what? Maybe I am. Never mind. We'll say things. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Kelsey? You, you, you the relative the, the wants to fight everybody. I want to fight the quinoa it? lady. Yeah. <laughs> Woman, give me trouble because I want I want to eat pudding instead of quinoa. Bro, you're gonna you're gonna end up quinoa. You're gonna okay. Quinoa is actually a good source of protein. I eat it, no lie. But 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 yeah, over pudding. No, this is also everywhere that has defended the healthy chips from the protein section. (laughs) I literally talked about how I want fat people T-shirts earlier, and we talking about quinoa like it's like not. No 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 no. Look, I'm telling you, if it's like for meal prepping, cool, whatever. Go for it, but if it's for Christmas, who the fuck takes quinoa for Christmas? Who the fuck does that? Nobody. I can, Nobody. I can show you a person, but I, oh my I God. don't even know names. I, they might actually <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a good one right there. <laughs> All right, but yeah, because me and Hector, we had an experience. Um, my uncle, and I'm putting it out there. My uncle got so fucking wasted, and it happened. I think maybe two Christmases, but the, this Christmas I remember specifically. We were kids. My uncle. Just all of a sudden went haywire. He punched. He tried to punch a hole in the wall, and he he fucking hurt his knuckles and his hand. It was bleeding. And then all of a sudden, his dad and my dad tag teamed. I'm my the, uncle. I'm the his dad. So yeah. <laughs> I, so Hector's Hector's dad and my dad tag teamed my uncle, put him down on the floor, and then they got all the guys and tied him up and put him in the room. And then it was actually the next Edward's morning, be- it was Edward's bedroom. It was, the my, it was my bedroom, so <laughs> I could I could. Part. Uh, I, I had bro, the, the Super Nintendo's had, in there. Yeah, yeah. I had to sleep. I had to sleep in my fucking in the car. I I remember. I was like, I had to sleep in the car because my oh. uncle was on my fucking floor. On, so, and then he was like banging on the door. I'm, I'm, and then so and Edward then wasn't when, here for this. wasn't wasn't there for this. So I was trying to figure out where Ever was. I didn't know uh, where he was at. And I was I was trying to say I was gonna like because my dad's like, oh, we're leaving. To, uh, tell everybody to say goodbye. And I was like, okay. So I was looking for Edward, and I was like, for some reason, I thought he was in the room. I forgot that his his drunk uncle was like. Tight. First of all, they didn't actually like throw him in the room. They literally like, as soon as they opened the door, popped him down, and then just closed the door. They didn't really do much after that. And Tied so, up. I opened the door, and all I hear is this. And I'm like, that's weird. And like, I did it again. Dunk. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I just kept going, and, and then my dad's like, like, what are you doing, you idiot? And I was like, what? He's like. His uncle's in there. So I've been—I was repeatedly hitting his uncle in the head with a door. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he was literally like—he didn't stay on the bed. He was literally on the floor the whole time. And good then thing that was when you had he carpet. Kept, he, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, that was that was good. But well, the I mean, thing is, like, the thing—the no, he didn't no. go. Up. He didn't, oh, he didn't go. Up. He was literally awake. No, the I mean, whole he just got his time. ass knocked out. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he just he, multiple hits yeah. in the head. Of- <laughs> Pretty much. Concussion, maybe I don't know, but oh, then, yeah, I mean, if then, you got CT, it's the, definitely my fault. <laughs> the, the the funny, the funny, the funny part about the next morning, he woke up and he was like, "I want to see the man who fucking tied me up. I want to beat his ass. This and that, this and the other." So my mom comes in. She's like, "What do you What do you mean? So are you gonna beat my ass?" He's like, "I tied you up with the kids. Are you gonna beat us up?" And he just kind of like, "Oh, okay." And he just kind of just let it go. Was, was your uncle? Was your uncle from your mom's side or your dad's side? Yeah, from my from my mom's side. Oh well, yeah, he's not gonna do shit to his sister. Yeah, yeah, he's not. <laughs> no, if anything, my mom could uh, back then. Back then, my mom before all the health problems, bro, she would fucking throw down. She would throw down with my uncle. Fuck, yeah, you know. So shit, yeah, yeah, my she, mom's crazy. She, she she is her. So yeah, 
So yeah, my mom used to be crazy like that. But nah, but the thing is, it's funny because like she used her and the kids as like we're the ones that tied you up. So he was like, oh, okay. And it's funny because I think we used an extension cord like to tie him up. Yeah, so it wasn't actually a rope. (laughs) So the the only thing that we had was Christmas lights. So we just grabbed an extension cord that was connected to the Christmas lights, and we just fucking going ahead and fucking wrapped his legs and wrapped. I kind of wish we turned the lights on. Uh, like honestly your mom wasn't far far away from the truth because Hector did kind of knock him out himself (laughs) nah he didn't knock him out because he was he 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 wasn't completely wrong no 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 no. the thing is the thing is the thing is Hector it's not that he got knocked out he was just wanting to know who tied him up that was his best thing. He's like, I want to see the man who tied me up. About that knot on his head. And then he was like, <laughs> nah, he, nah, knot on my at head. That, nah, at that point, it was hilarious because then, like, it was like nine in the morning and he woke up and he was talking shit. And then all of a sudden, he just stopped. He drank coffee. And then the thing is, my other uncle was giving him a ride to Austin where he lived. So he was like, all right, I'm going. He's like, goodbye. Merry Christmas and shit like that. And he was just like walking out all hungover and shit. He was probably still drunk for all I know. And I was just like, is he really about to leave? I was like, he needs to sleep that shit up. But I was like, fuck it, you know, whatever. I was like, whatever he whatever he wants to do, fuck it. But yeah, those are my three down. Those are those are my three down, man. All right. So my number three is, um, well, I mean, no, you know, the drunk guy, uh, the drunk person, one that gets, and it's like before New Year's, like before we even do the cl- the countdown, and this person's already like, you know, I'm like, dang, dude, we're only like. One hour into the party, how the how the hell did you do this? Like we're not even close to the countdown yet. It's like ten in the night. So that person, that kind of sucks because then you got to babysit that person. Um, my number two is the is the annoying the, the annoying aunts that want to like pry and ask you and the girlfriend. I mean, I feel like that's every holiday season, any holiday. Why is honest. it always the aunt though? Yeah, it's always the aunt. Always the aunt. Your uncles don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Never grandma, never grandpa, never mom. Sometimes mom, but mostly aunt. Yeah. And uh, my number one, and this is for New Year's, is the people that try to do the the New Year's superstitions. Oh, God. Uh, is one Black of the most... Black-eyed ad- peas and ham at midnight. Try, they try to eat the 12 grapes. The person... That I I think I think some there's one that like if you dress up in all red your your new your new year will consist of love or some shit like that, um yeah there's some people that are really superstitious about it the person that walks around in a luggage because they want their their new year to consist of travel you know buy a ticket that's all I gotta say <laughs> if you want it to happen make it happen kind of thing um so those people tend to be annoying to me sometimes I mean I'm gonna eat the grapes but it's not because I'm trying to have a a good year or anything like that but. I just want the grape. <laughs> also, I guess you can throw in that person, the New Year, New Me guy person, oh, with also God, into that one. So, is hey it, guys, is it New Year, New Me? Five it, days into the gym, we're team. He's back to eating Cheerios and sitting on his couch. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, three up time, Kelsey. Uh, three up. Uh, the person who gives cash or Visa gift card gifts uh, for, for Christmas because they don't know what you want. And instead of limiting you to one place, they're at least nice enough to give you the options of either cash or Visa gift cards. So that way you don't have to carry around cash, which is really nice. Um, big fan of those people. Those people know the way to my heart. 
That um, is a, that's just a rule of thumb. Like, don't get like a specific place. Like, unless you actually know what that person likes to shop at, I guess it's a little bit different. But like, like I mean, don't don't give somebody an Amazon gift card when they really don't shop at Amazon. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, number two is the person who you can tag team all your jokes with, or just have a good old time on with everybody. Me and my cousin are this person. Um, we just start going, and and it's just like an hour of riffing off of each other. And before you know it, grandma's laughing, grandpa's laughing, cousins are laughing, people are shooting things out of their nose while laughing. It is just a good old time. Um, you're able to able to have a good holiday that way. And lastly, this is the one where I talked about the drunk. Well, maybe I am that guy because my third one is the person who brings the good alcohol, not the crappy alcohol, not the not the slap the bag alcohol. No, they bring the good stuff with the good mixers, and they know how to make a drink. Those are the people that I get along with. Well, yeah. drink responsibly. Though. Yes, one hundred percent. Twenty-one plus. Drink responsibly, and all that good stuff. All right, three up. All right. All right, so my three of number three. So number three, that person, the person that brings the pies, the desserts, the good desserts, like pecan pie, apple pie. Um, I guess if some people are up for it, rhubarb pie, uh, cheesecake, um, you know, like all the all the fatty good food, you know. Eric, hey, you're hungry, uh, aren't you? <laughs> oh fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Um, so that's my number three. Number two, uh, okay, so that family member, number, number two, that family member that comes over and they haven't seen you in a long time or they haven't seen you since last Christmas. Like, hey, you grew this and that. Here, here's 20 bucks. Here's 50 bucks. Like, you know, oh, get yeah. yourself something for Christmas. And you're just like, Okay, cool. I don't really know you, but thanks. <laughs> money, 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 money. Yeah, you know, like, you know, I mean, of course, you know, you make conversations with them, you tell them about your life and stuff like that, but they're like, oh, you know, thank you for spending time to talk to me and letting me know about your life. Here's 20 bucks. Like, here, get yourself something, get 25 bucks. I'm like, bro, you can give me five bucks. And I'll just be like, okay, cool. Like, there goes my hot and spicy or something, you know? <laughs> but I'm set for lunch for the next week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, bro. And the then, uh, right right there. Yeah, That's right. the best one. There you go. The, hey, the opposite of the quinoa right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then, then number one is um, basically the person that you can shoot the shit with. Like, you can just hang out, have fun, listen to music, um, just talk even or like what we used to do here whenever we would have parties um we would actually we would actually um talk about um or do card games remember in the garage oh when we play mexican poker yeah we played like well salvadorian like like uh like salvadorian i don't know what it was called i forgot like um naipe or whatever the hell they called it i forgot but it was like it was like the numbers were different, everything. But the game was different. They would like put money up and everything. Yeah, like, they told th- me I had to stop playing because I kept beating them. Yeah, and then yeah, all the dads were like, "Yeah, he can't play no more." <laughs> yeah, yeah, banned. Mm-hmm. And then no, nah, but it was like it was it was fun, like you know, like some to to have somebody like that, like to to be able to do stuff like that. Like I have not yet met somebody to do stuff like that. I mean, 
Since Hector does his own thing, I do my own thing. So I was like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> I, I was like, damn. I was like, no, no, no. Like, okay, so Hector. I like, know yourself Hector, four years old. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying, bro. Like, no, nothing, nothing against you or nothing. But I mean, like, we haven't had like a Christmas party hangout anymore because we don't do that anymore. Oh, well, I so mean, yeah, like, we don't really do Christmas parties anymore like that. I mean, there was, there was, there was a time when my parents went out of town and we ended up playing Call of Duty until like five in the morning. And then like, we, uh, well, I got wicked drunk on uh, Crown Royale and all I ate was chocolate chip cookies. So that made it even worse. Good times. And, Good time. and we replaced the Crown Royale with Coke. So yeah. Oh yeah. We, we were like, damn, your dad needs to, your dad can't notice that. It's been... I was like, I have an idea. <laughs> and I went ahead and poured the Coke in there. Yeah, that's a that was a good one, man. That's the best rum and coke ever, or the best whiskey and coke ever. But like, <laughs> uh, what? Okay, I, did did he find out? Like, I need to know more to the end of the story here. Did no, he he, I don't think I, I'm sure uh, he found no. out, but I'm pretty sure he, he never really he, thought much of it. He he never found out because by then, um, I think. Uh, oh, is that so, when he stopped drinking? He, yeah, pretty much. Oh, so man, never, so. that's. Perfect. Like, got away with it. <laughs> Bravo to you two pranksters. Uh, for for my for my number three, I think I think this kind of goes with every holiday season. But obviously, when it when it's Christmas and New Year's, that's basically like a whole week, two weekends full of it. Um, and that's when your favorite cousin comes into town. Like we all uh, have, okay. we all have our favorite cousin. Yeah. As soon as you see him, see them, you're like. Heck yeah, you, you go and I don't I don't really remember doing much. Mostly it was just hanging out in a room and just catching up, but it was just like that's your favorite cousin. Like that's to me, that's like the, the cool part about the holiday season is obviously when your family comes into town. Or if you go go to town, obviously you get to see your your, your favorite cousin. So which I guess you could say is the same thing, like Edward's number one. Um, I mean if it's it may not be a cousin, sometimes it's a family, just any family member, sometimes yeah. it's an uncle. Uncle that's your age, some you know those weird families that like your uncle's your age or something. Mm-hmm. I say weird families, my family's that way. So, Edward was that uncle? Yeah. I um, was the fun uncle that I would get all the kids and we'd just start playing soccer all together. And then by the time the kids were already tired, I'd be like, "Hey, let's keep playing." They were like, "No, I don't want to play anymore." Number two, that overly comp- uh, that not uh, number two. Uh, that parent that tries to organize things for the kids to do, I guess uh, Edward. <laughs> I guess Edward in that scenario. Yeah, I'd always just say, "Hey, let's go to the street and play soccer." Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so you go take care of all those children. This is. Oh no, uh, man! I chopped, I chopped the shit out of them. Like, I'll be honest, I chopped the shit out of them. Which I mean, I'd be doing all. Edward, Edward knows which uncle I'm talking about, but like my, my uncle, my uncle Felipe, he's like. Really big on oh, like, yeah. trying to get us to do stuff, and so he'll take us to the park and things like that. So that yeah, I'm sure my parents appreciated him sacrificing himself <laughs> by putting up with all the kids. Oh yeah, and, I appreciate uh, them more that now that I'm older and out of the kids' table. Yeah, and uh, number one, uh, the uncle that sneaks in alcohol for you. <laughs> Please drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I thought that's like it's like that moment where your when your uncle does that, you're like, oh, okay, cool, I'm 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 accepted. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. Yeah, <laughs> so 
Like I'm out of the yeah. I'm out of the kids' table. <laughs> uh, for for me, it was the first time my uncle ever like was like, "Hey, you ever tried this?" I'm I just, I shortly after I turned 21, and it was like first time ever drinking with family, and it's like limoncello. And if you ever had limoncello, it is it'll put hair on your chest if you've never had it before. Is that type of of drink? And yeah, drinking with my uncles that was the moment I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm no longer on the kiddie table." As I then take my drink and then walk over to the small table where I have an animal face plate, paper plate, uh, for our dinner because that's what stupid tradition we have. I think so. Yeah. It's like I'm totally an adult now eating off of a bunny rabbit. <laughs> but that is 303 down. We want to give a shout out to Belly Up Sports, man. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Um, you get, we got the head of marketing over here with us, man. Yeah, things are shaking up over there at, at Belly Up, man. We're, we're, we're growing into something special. And, uh, you know, ever since we joined, it's been, it's been honestly pretty awesome since we joined Belly Up. So. Yes, it's been exciting. I mean, we got a lot of things cooking, especially coming this new year. Uh, a lot of big partnerships to announce. So, uh, not just individual, but for network wide. So got a lot of big things coming for Belly Up. So can't wait for, wait for the new year to announce them. Yep. Also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez. She created the Insert Name FC logo, the the notorious Insert Name FC logo, which honestly, I just told her, I need a generic looking soccer logo, but make it look cool. And I think she did exactly that. Um, I didn't even tell her I like red. She just put red in there. So that's how good she is. She she, she knew me more than I knew myself. Um, if you need guys need some logo work done, go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics for the next. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Uh, tell us we sent you. Maybe she'll hook you up. I can't promise you that. But yeah. We love hook you up with a good looking logo no matter what. Yeah. We do love Alejandro. Yes. Yes, we do. We love it. And of course, man, shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year Award. He makes the beats. He has, he, he's got a, He's got to make Edward sound great with these songs that he's asked to sing. Oh yeah, in this episode. Um, he's probably the he's probably making him auto tuning the fuck out of it just just for your guys' period uh, pleasure. Yes, uh, because if he doesn't, I swear it's gonna be like chalkboard or nails on a chalkboard, guys. He tried though. I give I give props to Edward. He tried. Um, but yeah, man. If you guys need some beats done, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, once again, at that guy dope, man. He drops. Amazing beats for us, man. He he's always working his ass off, man. I keep telling him, man, if he needs a day off, let me know. I have no problem editing an episode for him. <laughs> but you know, he 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 stays resilient, and I got I got to give props to, for him for that. But yeah, man, this is episode one seventeen. We're going to be taking a two week break, um, obviously for Christmas and and New Year's, but obviously you know we just we just covered the whole World Cup. Um, so it is draining. Tournaments are super exhausting. I can, I can, I give props to, to Kelsey because at high level sports, I mean, these guys have to cover, they cover everything. They cover, you know, basketball. I don't think you guys really do hockey like that, but you know, no, no. NCAA, <laughs> that's, that's the, the one sport we let go by is hockey pretty much. I mean, they're, they're going, they're going to go right into the NFL playoffs, uh, in the next year. Next, you know, next, you know, there's going to be the NBA playoffs. March Madness is going to be happening. So they're going to be pretty busy in in the in the start of the new year. So make sure you guys go ahead and check them out. Uh, I guess Kelsey, this is where you can shamelessly plug yourself. 
Yeah, shameless plug. My favorite time because I have no shame left in life. Um, no, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, over at, at high underscore low underscore sports on Twitter or you can look us up on YouTube or on Facebook at high low sports and we will go live there every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Or if you want to check out the audio version only, you can check it out every Thursday morning. It releases at 6 a.m. on your favorite platform. So be sure to check it out there. we got lots of good things going. Um, follow us on all our socials. And like I said, big one is Twitter right now. Although, you know, maybe Elon cuts us off Twitter because who knows. But if you guys need to find us anywhere, it's at Twitter at high, low, high underscore low underscore sports or everywhere else at high low sports. All right, man. Thank you again, Kelsey, for joining us. Edward, I would say that, you know, you, you, you still got to pay, you know, that you're done paying your bet for the singing bet, but we actually do have one more song to conclude this episode with. So we'll just oh, go ahead and man. just let Edward and let soothe you with his, with his singing abilities as he's done this whole episode. But one last time, as he's now officially paid his debt for last season's singing bet and, uh, Hopefully, Edward can find a way to get out of being down negative seven points in this current singing bit standings. So he doesn't have to repeat, but looks more likely he will. But yeah, so thank you so much for listening to episode 117. Catch us us next year for episode 118. Take care, guys. God, I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Picked me a bouquet of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for rarely to see my baby tonight So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel Rock me, mama, in the way you feel Southbound train Hey Mama rock me Running from the cold Up in New England I was born to be a fiddler In an old time string band My baby plays the tin tar So I had to leave town But I ain't a turning back To living that old life no more So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel Rock me, mama, any way you feel Hey, mama, rock me Hit me, mama, like the wind in the rain Rock me, mama, like a southbound train
Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.